0: Hey everybody, this is my new friend Stan. Stan, this is my mom and dad. Hi Stan. It's so nice to meet you. And this is my brother Mark. Hi. My sister Jenny. Hey. My little brother Dave. Hi. And my baby sister Amanda. Hello Stan. Well it's great you could join us for family home evenings Stan. What's that? That's when we don't allow any TV and just entertain each other with music and stories. Doesn't your family ever do
1: that? No. Hey kids, why don't you grab your instruments and play a song for Stan? (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Yeah, 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 I love my family,
0: my family is the best. If we ever have to face a challenge, our family family can pass the test. Hi right, y'all! Welcome to Show Your Work podcast, volume twenty one. We legal now. What I mean? Apple Podcast got to send us the Dodge charger and our uniforms. Not fucking around, man. It's episode twenty. It's volume twenty one. We here. Shout out to all the guests who came the last couple episodes. We appreciate y'all. But this one is a this one's the two man power trip. It's your boy Nelson. At who is original? Yes, truly with my co-host and the producer, AKA Basin Kid,
1: AKA the Beige Alchemist. Hey man, it should be illegal to spit on anybody, let alone the NBA player when he's working.
0: Hey man. Y'all fans need y'all ass beat. As a New That's- York, I'm disgusted. Like the fuck Young can't, I that worked in 92, 93, 94. That's fine, you know. It's not fine, but whatever. But spin on players, bro. This shit gotta stop, man. Like, we, I, Banks, I think we need a malice at you know, we're gonna start, we gonna start already. We're not even gonna get no introduction or nothing, man. We, I think, we need a malice at the palace to restore the feeling.
1: The problem is. I don't think most of these players are built that way. They just want to dress up nice and play Fortnite. So. I, I, I Unless it's James Johnson. Yeah, but then at that point, you just want murder. There ain't going to be no malice. That's <laughs> just murder at the palace. Shit. Like he's a trained black belt jujitsu master or some shit. Basically, he just uh, Steve Blackman. Basically, he's Steve Blackman with face tests. Dude, James Johnson is uh, hey, good Steve ball. Blackman.
0: James Johnson is Steve Blackman with, with cornrows and, and uh and and skills in basketball. But this is this is again this is kind of it sucks too because like you know, and we're gonna get into the playoffs and the games in general, you know, since last week's episode, which shout out to Marcel and Donnie for popping in. Marcel been on every episode for a little minute, so shout out to Marcel as well. And shout out to all our guests, all of our friends of the show. They guess they guess on the episode, but they friends of the show in general. So shout out to y'all. But the thing is, it sucks because you know there were three good games. I mean, I didn't. I kind of missed the second half of Memphis and Je- Memphis and Utah because I, I basically passed that off the mid game. But mm-hmm. it just sucks that these games are getting these games that you know considering they were all good, pretty decent games and good games, and the players have been great so far. It sucks that this kind of a black eye on all those games because of fans acting reckless. I mean, yeah, the Sixers Wizards game is a blowout, and that game I said it was gonna be five, but it's probably gonna be four. Done and you know done by the end of this week, but I think it's just disgusting, bro. Like, how you put popcorn on a like you really are really you really are willing to risk your season tickets to pour popcorn on a player on an NBA player who's hurt, mind you. Like, it wasn't like Russell Westbrook was just leaving the tunnel. I think he had sprained his ankle, and, you know, they had to go to the locker room because he was pissed off, you know, that he had to go back in. They were telling listen, just go to the locker room, get it taped up, and come back out. And for Philly fans, I mean, we know the history of Philadelphia fans. That goes back years. We know about the Santa Claus thing. We know about how Philadelphia fans are in general. But, you know, Knicks fans a uh, Knicks fan doing it, who's spinning on them. And they, first of all, it didn't even hit Trey Young. It actually hit fucking Julianne Moore, bro. Like I don't know if you heard about that. Like the and then the the spit also got on some fifty cents girl. Like fifty cent was there. I don't know if you realize that was him.
1: No, that was that was uh it's fifty. AKA Ferrari, I seen him. And it almost got on Shorty. Yeah, it almost got on Shorty, so I was like, ooh, that could've went bad for dude. Yeah, like you know,
0: it's listen man, like if you wanna if you wanna, you know, cheer against your team and that's fine and that's fine and dandy, but like to be spit on people like, yo, that's some, that's some, that's some, bitch shit, bro. Because if you saw him down, the, you know, if people saw them down the street, they think they got some case of protection, but they don't.
1: I mean, you want to be honest, you know who did it, right? Of course, it's them crackers. It's we, them we, crackers, are, man, like up here spitting all people on people in 2021, like, bro. Hey, the thing is, I was like, damn, Trey, I'm about to call him Trey songs. Trey Young uh Pops wasn't at this game. Because I mean I don't know if he the fighting type, but I mean you gotta go for yours if somebody spit on your son, is all I'm gonna say. Like I don't really encourage violence these days possible. unless he really called for it. But if you spit on me, bro, all right, cool. That's just as bad as you calling me the F-word or inviting me to your private part. I'm just gonna have to go ahead and send you. Nah, you
0: now nah, you getting not nah if you spit on me, you getting your ass kicked. Like there, there is no there no, there is no, is no I, I like nah. Right. Let's be cool. Nah, bro. Like now, nah, you getting nah, man. You getting. You getting what's the. In the words of a, what's that old what's that rock show when he first came back? A boots of ashes.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I I, I gotta go ahead and send for you. I I might go ahead and send you to the upper room. One less person. Yeah, yeah you gonna You gonna be up there with the ultimate warrior. Or down there with the yeah yeah <laughs> it's part of, yeah pardon me what pray they pray say down, but I mean what they say uh, prayers down al hala
0: al hala al shallah
1: yeah al that's what it's gonna be prayers down al shalaa is crazy but.
0: You know, Utah, of course, they, they're back in the, – the Utah fans are back on some bullshit. Um, oh. They they cursed out our fans. Supposedly the fan was John Moran's mom, allegedly. I don't know if that holds any truth, but the fan the fan happened to be John Morant's mom in, in regards to the Utah situation. Uh, I'm going to double-check that right now, but I'm going to check – hold on. I'm going to take it right – I could have just want to have this article up, but – Yes, yeah, I'm gonna pull off you right now.
1: Yeah, I'll be very surprised if it isn't a relative of John's. because that seems be the
0: case. It was John Morant's mom. What
1: they always saying something to uh, the they always saying something to the NBA players, but what did what exactly did they allude to? Because it's probably has something to do with the N word in Utah.
0: I would not be surprised. Um, there's no. There, there's no, I don't think they they haven't seen anything like specifically in regards to what they said, whether it like the specific verbiage or, you know, whatever. I wouldn't would it be surprised if it's those words, but um it looks like here that they were caught saying racist comments. Um, there were three of them. There were three fans that were banned for it. And they, see you know, John Moran said, listen, I know people, you know, his mom said, I know heckling, but that's different than heckling. It was straight up disrespectful. And the Jazz banned uh, all three teams for life. I mean, all three fans for life. Excuse me. So, and the same goes with the Sixers and the Knicks. Um, the Sixers fan, I don't know. I don't know if the Knicks fan was a season ticket holder. I think the Sixers fan actually was a season ticket holder. And they, they revoked this pat. They revoked the season ticket and said, "Yeah, you're, you're banned from this arena. You can't come back."
1: So, Bruh, Okay, so, <clears throat> shouts out to the OG Brandon Maxwell. We definitely got to try to get him on the show. Listen,
0: bro.
1: He keep and, and that's why I gotta run back that uh that Bomani Jones episode again when he cut the promo about Utah because it's like, bro, once again, Russ has said some didn't he wanna fight uh yeah he did. That was in Utah when he wanted to fight Shorty and her dude in Utah yeah, they, tried, they tried to sue
0: for like a they tried to sue for like a hundred thousand or some shit like that. And then the uh Whoever the judge was threw it out. Like, I mean they threw it out like actually today, I think. I think I sent I sent the tweet to you actually. Wolf, yeah, you Wolf actually it. reported this. Yeah, and I literally just saw before we got on before we got on the air, but um said uh, Utah they sued one they sued Russell Westbrook and the Utah Jazz for $100 just because, a hundred million dollars.
1: Just because
0: just because they taunted Russell Westbrook and got banned. They claimed defamation and infliction of emotional stress why people want to be oppressed so
1: bad? Bro, for no fucking reason, bro. And then the thing is, it's just like you didn't even have to say that to him. That's the whole point with people. If you just shut what the old folks do, used to say, if you just do something called shut the fuck up, everything would be fine. You didn't have to say right. nothing to him. And y'all not understand it. So it's the same thing with the popcorn. I don't. I know he'd be out here dressing like Steve Urkel, but he more Stefan when it comes to the smoke. Being Russell Westbrook, like, like, bro, this right. dude is from South Central. I don't think y'all keep understanding. I know we cool, we be laughing and shit like that. We don't do the, we don't do the bullshit though. Like, bro, y'all need to leave that man alone. Y'all keep fucking with him. I ain't even know. I figured because you know these white fans say anything. Apparently, when he was talking about the pe- press conference, he said even he's had people talk about his kids and his wife, which sounds about right. It's just what. All right, so with Charles Barkley and his beliefs, I don't follow any of them. But I agree with him. NBA players should be able to take one fan out the stand and beat their ass in the half court. I definitely agree with that rule because I know funny, they did hear bro. shit. And it has been field, bro. Decades. Like, right. bro, especially with Utah. Like, oh, man, they tried to kill the goat. They poisoned the pizza. Right. Like, whenever we ever heard somebody in the NBA say say that they had a good experience playing in Utah, it's always some bullshit. Because it's fucking Utah, and who wants to live there?
0: Right, exactly. What's
1: in Utah? uh, Mountains? Mountains and Mormons. Mountains and Mormons? That definitely sounds like a pop song. What'd you say? I, that sounds like a pop song. Just add uh, drugs uh, to Dad, it, I, and, and then <laughs> the all over it.
0: That sounds like a. uh Demi Lovato on a song called Mountains and Mormons It's hilarious. If you put, if you put a uh, Mountains and Mormons sounds like a. Uh, you know what? That sounds like that not like Kanye's album if he still stayed in Wyoming.
1: Uh, apparently, he is still in Wyoming, but Miami then Mountains and, he,
0: Mounds and he, Mormons he coming soon.
1: Hey, we we you joking? But you might be serious at this point. So, but that's I'm like, bro. I I've never been to Utah. It's one of those states where it's like Mississippi. Follow, follow this trend that I'm going: Mississippi, Arkansas, Alabama, Kentucky. You follow? You see this trend? Yeah, I see it. I see it. Don't no, trust the, me. The trend. It's called Wi-Fi and racism. I don't want to go to those places. No Wi-Fi and racism. I mean, that's the middle of the country, you know. Yo, who the fuck is this? Uh, It's off topic, but you already know how I get down. So, if you're watching the Heat game like I am, even though it's a blowout, yes. it's a player. I'm, I'm enjoying – I just want to say before you start, I'm enjoying this. I am as ben. well. Looking but together. listen, it's a player that's number 70. Who he played for? Number 70 on oh, uh, the Heat. Oh, it's e. Bielita. That's,
0: that's how i on uh, Nemanja Bielita. He used to play for t- uh, Minnesota Sacramento.
1: Who? <laughs>
0: Bielitsa. you don't remember being the ne-, mind of never mind. Bielitsa, yeah, who yeah. nihao.
1: Okay, he definitely look like uh Mormon at Vibes. Mormon at Vibes. He look like a security yeah. guard, bro, in Queens. But
0: yeah, I don't know why he yeah, he look like yeah, he looked like he he definitely he definitely is a uh he definitely like a bouncer at Steinway.
1: And he don't look in shape at all, bro. He out there already bloated. He just got on there. He only get a minute a game.
0: Thank he man. running
1: on screens. Oh, my God. Who is this player? Hey, that was a nice pass. A he did. The-
0: Which he, I mean, he's not a bad player. It's just, he don't, he don't be playing for Miami, but.
1: He's he playing shit. Sacramento. That's why I don't know who he is. You need to go where we know your name.
0: You know. <laughs> Speaking of, you know what, let's, let's get into this Heat-Bucks series because they're getting – for as we're recording this, Uh, obviously, if uh, y'all know, we record here tonight. So we are currently watching the Miami Heat get their ass kicked by the Milwaukee Bucks. They had to disconnect the co- controller three games in a row. <laughs> um, the Listen, I – and I know this is going to probably come off because, oh, you're the Knicks fan, the Heat. No. I'm saying this as a basketball fan. I have said this since episode one of this podcast. I have said this before this podcast was based on I even talking about sports. The Miami here are not who we thought they were, bro. I told you this. These motherfuckers... Bro, playing in a gym is different than playing in an arena. Like, and I... Granted, Jimmy Butler is a good player. Like, you know, the 40-point triple-double was incredible. He literally damn near played his lung... till his lungs failed on him. And he had a great game. But... This team is not that good. They didn't want to trade James Harden because he didn't fit in the culture. And like, okay, I I get it, but like, bro, y'all really y'all really wanted to keep Drake and Josh that
1: bad? Hmm. The are <laughs> even shooting, bro. Yeah. Hey, listen. Did I tell you this before? I think I told you this months ago during the uh, finals. I, I maybe I'm racist. I can't tell the difference between Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero sometimes. Like, I legit get confused.
0: And you know it's probably because they Hero's? play
1: exactly the same um, way.
0: So, Tyler Hero is the white boy. They, they think about it this way, because they're white, so they're the same. Duncan Robertson is, like, the white boy that listens to country, and his favorite rapper is probably, like, Eminem. Tyler Hero looks like he listens to, Tyler Hero is the white boy that listens to Lil Baby.
1: Yeah, but wants to be like Jack Harlow.
0: Duncan Robinson, listen to a little baby, bro.
1: Hey, but listen, don't Duncan it. Robinson look like uh Morty from Rick and Morty?
0: Yo, he kind of, he got, because he got that weird ass head. That's why he got that cartoon head.
1: Yeah, he got a Utah he got head. That,
0: he got that Phineas and Ferb head.
1: He looked just like he belonged in Utah. Hey, I'm probably gonna dedicate most of this episode to Bash in Utah. I'm gonna just tell y'all okay. that right.
0: I'm, I'm I'm here with you. Let's do it. i bro, you wanna call this episode Mormons and Mountains or Praise down at Oshala, whatever. I'm
1: with he, it. He, there you go. No, no, Mountains Mormons and Mountains is good enough. I was gonna tell you that. I think that might be the name. That's that
0: yeah. that's 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 it for now, but hey, speaking so of what's so, the yeah, line let, let's let's go back, back let's go back to let's go back to yeah, let's go back to Phineas and Ferb. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> I, was called, I called them I called um, good, the other day, but
1: <laughs> that's another good name, Drake and Josh. Great show. I
0: called them. Uh, I was uh, calling them. I was uh, Savage Garden the other day too. I was wilding, bro. I called them mad different names, dog. Any white, any white music duo, I called them.
1: Hey, bro, you did this really, and this is the same. I thing will I'm not, not call them.
0: I yeah. will not call them Hall and Oates, You will not. I will not call them that. That that's disrespectful to Hall and Oates. But continue.
1: Yeah, they actually have talent. You know yeah, what, the just, whole notes. I've been saying this for years about white players. Yo, if they can't get an open shot or come off a screen, they can't do shit. That's why they think Luca is a unicorn. Bruh,
0: which we're going to get into Luca too, but all right. So, yeah, this, game, this is about to be a 3-0 series, but I'm enjoying every minute of this because Miami, y'all wanted this. Y'all tank, y'all tank for Milwaukee. Look, Milwaukee's a totally different team. But let's go into the stat line right now, going into the third quarter, the fourth quarter. Duncan Robinson, would you like to hit his wonderful style line? In 19 minutes, he is one for six with a grand total of two points and two rebounds.
1: You said how All much again? Right. Did?
0: I didn't say that much, I said two.
1: Nah, that can't be real. <laughs>
0: I swear. God. I'm a, I'm a hold screenshot. on, let me
1: put this shit on a summer jam Yo, screen.
0: Hold on, I'm gonna. Do you want the screenshot? I got the screenshot while we recording right now. It says it says 9:33 highlighted in red. That means we recording.
1: Yeah, put it in uh, the DM, in my DM. Alright. because that that's despicable.
0: Right. Hey, bro. Did, listen. If I'm lying, then I'm I'm flying, but. Uh, hold on. Well, we gonna go back. We gonna go back into Utah and fans. But uh, I got you right now. I'm gonna send it to you right now. I promise you, bro. Two points. And Tyler Hero has. You know what? You read it when you see it, and you tell me what you see. All
1: right. Hold on. Let me put it on the Summer Jam screen so everybody can see. We are gonna do this shit, man. Because this is ridiculous.
0: P fucking you, bro.
1: It's my life. It's my you can't life. be a shit professional is. basketball player. You, you can't be no starter getting them type of points. Dog, come on. 19 minutes, two points. That's unbelievable. 0 for 4, 1 for 6. And he was doing all that damn shooting in the bubble, grinning, making them little faces and shit. Thinking you, saw solid snake. Tyler Hero. Come on, bro. Long dog, Tigers. <laughs> Ni <Nihau. laughs>
0: What they call them, a splash cracker? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yo, that' about to be
0: the title too, splash cracker Nihal.
1: Hey, bro, listen, that <laughs> that should have me rolling, Good. bro. That's ridiculous. What the fuck? Hold on, Eagle Dollar still. Pl- Look. Every time I see Eagle Dollar on the floor, I'm like, bro, he's still in the league. Not saying he ain't good, but damn, bro.
0: Eagle, Eagle Dollar been
1: playing 17 years.
0: Eagle Dollar, like in New York basketball, bro. Like, damn, this motherfucker still here making music?
1: Oh, it's been 17 years. It don't seem like it's been that long. It's been That's that been long. Hey, man. People forgot when Eagle Dollar was dropping 19 a game for Philly. Like Trevor Rees, too. I'll be saying that, like, damn, he's still in the league. Yeah, yeah, Trevor Ariza got some got them got them old head braids. Yeah, he gotta stop that shit because his game is old too. Just like the braids. Them,
0: he got them yeah, he got the the Yarmans.
1: He playing like a Batiman, though. <laughs> okay,
0: you gotta relax.
1: <laughs> I seen him you jumped on top of uh Giannis like that. I here doing pushups on Giannis, bro. What type of veteran move is that? Get your ass up, Jimmy Butler. Get hey, Jimmy Butler. Take your ass to sleep. Listen to Old Town Roll hey, and take your ass to bed.
0: Hey, Jimmy. Hey, bro. Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy Butler. Cold, cold brew guile. I told you, bro.
1: He out here want to be up at two a.m. working out, sweating and shit on IG, bro. And y'all getting sweat, about to get sweat
0: this motherfucker this motherfucker drinking cold brews and shit thinking that not going to just fuel him to a game bro he not nick van exel
1: only nick van it, Na-
0: only nick van like cold brews but Vic Nick no, – never mind i ain't gonna get into it shout to nick van exel that I, that's my uh that's my random player shout out of this uh, podcast yeah
1: that's
0: it shout to nick the quick
1: he might be a laker legend too
0: <laughs> yo can- honestly bro I, listen, Nick Van Exel kind of was the bridge between uh, – he was part of that bridge between uh, the Magic, the dark years of Magic and when Magic and Kareem left and then when Kobe grew and, you know, it was Kobe and Shaq for a while. So Nick Nick Van Exel was cold, though. I always got love for Nick Van Exel.
1: Yeah, because it was just him and Vladi that was like the offense was being ran uh, through.
0: Nick Van Exel was a fucking problem, bro.
1: Yeah, then Eddie Jones came, but they still couldn't get yeah. off the West.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you know what's crazy too? Like in this league, Nick Van X will be crazy. Oh, uh, he'll average thirty. Yeah, like he was that. Like his his game fits perfect with today. Like he was still nice back then. But then he had some good games, too. Like uh, off the bench, because like he he would pull up. He would pull buckets up for. He was pulling up buckets for Portland. He was pulling up buckets for Dallas. I mean Denver. Denver was a two pack of ass, but he was getting his numbers up in Denver. So when
1: it was him hey, and spice it's like what Charlie Barkley said. Like, if he was playing in the league today, bro, he'll come in the spaceship to the arena. It's true. Him, Shaq. I mean, we're going to have to have that episode one day. We talk about what if certain players played now, but it goes without saying. Like, if AI played now, bro, come on. Even at six, I would say, even
0: Lamar Odom. Even though Lamar Odom, it kind of was the this game, but Lamar Odom was like the very early point guard who could, like, yeah, there was magic, but the way Lamar Odom dribbles, bro, like, yeah, uh, they.
1: shot to New York City <laughs> legend tomorrow. It would be insane, bro. Like they'll give, like we talking about players that get three hundred million dollars. Like hell, yeah. fucking Ron Artest would have made a hundred million, three hundred million dollars just off defense alone in this decade. Shit,
0: yeah. Now Ron Artest would have gotten a contract. Uh, Tristan Thompson got even better.
1: Yeah, Tristan out there, Simbator is a white woman with a fake booty.
0: Hey, hey, they been, bro. People was really calling Bam Adebayo Bam Garnett.
1: Why were they doing that? Cause you know. Cause he played defense like Kevin Garnett. I beg to differ. He good, but he don't play that defense. Man, he played more like Bam. Poppies. Look, bro. Jeff Teague just went past Bam Adebayo.
0: Like, come on, bro.
1: Man, he got his shit pinned, and they cut it to twenty. But this this shit is over, bro.
0: But I, all right, I'm gonna get into it real quick because I, I got some I got some some smoke for the heat. no pun intended. Um, so yeah I asked for the heat yeah asked for the bucks and I kept saying this was a team that has benefited from these circumstances. I've said it day in, day out, 25 eight. and people thought I was bugging when I said this. like the Miami heat are not that good. They're not that good of a team. I thought Drake and Josh. Yeah, I thought Drake and Josh was so valuable that you didn't want to keep James. You didn't want to trade for James Harden or anybody that was available for that fact. And look where he got you. And mind you, the Milwaukee. But it's like the Milwaukee Bucks made didn't just sit there and not get anybody. Like they got Drew Holiday and Drew Holiday. I think people tend to forget Drew Holiday had Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum in jail for a couple. They mm-hmm. had him on probation, bro. Like Drew is a really good defender. Drew Holiday brings a, a different type of uh, I guess a different type of killer instinct to this team. Because the thing is, the Bucks and you know, shout out to shout out to the, my we are you know my we are sports guys and the whole the whole crew. But they said it too. Like the Bucks' record doesn't match how good they actually are. Like Mike Budahosa was just fucking around playing with lineups all year, and that's why their record isn't as good as those sixty-five win teams and such. Mm-hmm. They were figuring out how to learn how to play, you know, how to play together. He got his lineups. I mean, white white Dante's playing really well. You know, I think he he got hurt this game, but White Dante's been playing really well. Um, you know, Bobby Cordis has been playing well. They got fucking Brian Forbes who look like a who look like a uh, he looked like a younger Ben Simmons, which is very mm-hmm. weird, but like he looked like Ben Simmons' younger brother. Like it looked like time Harris, like, Jay Cola. like like that's how I like they look. But anyways, but Brian, Brian, he been sh- he's been shooting crazy. He's been shooting lights out. You know, they they have a you know obviously you know Brook Lopez, always, always contributes. Like they, this is a good team, and you know Drew Holiday signing up, and they have Middleton and Giannis for a couple of years. Like I don't know if this even win a championship, but I feel like with Drew Holiday, this is really this is really that team. This really gives that team like that killer edge. That Miami thought they did not have. Like you mm-hmm. can't, you can't do the wall against Giannis. Like, they actually have a pretty good, solid, all-around, nice team. So this ain't the same team, and you see, like, they getting fucking killed every game, bro. Like, bro, they dead ass was losing by like 40 to 16 in the first quarter on game two. Yeah. They've been getting embarrassed. So, you know, yeah, listen, man, he fans, y'all were talking shit about. It. Listen, I ain't saying nothing, cause y'all, y'all. Y'all were cool for some of the season until y'all started getting a little little ahead of yourself and saying, Y'all gonna take the Knicks over for the fourth season and look at y'all.
1: So, this is why I want to say, let me get to my analytical bag real quick. So, about the Bucks team, you know, I think people were going based on the past years, past two years, obviously, because they were a little thin. On that shooting guard, because, you know, Dante, white Dante, he can shoot, but he can't defend. And literally, they have the height, too. Like, you got Chris Middleton, you got Giannis, you got Brook Lopez. For the most part, it's a lot of floor space. When they got Drew Holiday and they got him for a couple games, they was like, all right, bet. we just going to give him a contract if we're going to extend his contract out because he works perfect in that system. You got him, he can rotate, he can play the one, he can play the two. Obviously, he started out playing the one, especially when he was U- UCLA and then he played with the 76ers. But he's an on-ball defender. I mean, obviously, he was all NBA first team a couple years ago, and he still, for the most part, makes his money that way. The thing with him is he pushes the ball up what they need, and they be able, because it's easier now for Giannis to score. It used to be like, all right, for him, like tonight, I think he's at 25 and 15, I mean, 35 and 15, I should say, which is insane numbers. But for him, it's easier now for him to get to his spots based on you got a point guard who makes better decision making. Because then sometimes they'll have Dante push up the ball, but that's just to get everybody into their spots to shoot, obviously. Or if he somehow could come off a screen, he, he could shoot. But for the most part, that's not his whole game. It's just, he's just an open shooter. So, you know, they have Giannis bring up the ball as well, just depending on who out there. But I think it's easier now because it's easier for your main player being Giannis to get to his favorite spots on the floor. As you can see, even during the playoffs, he ain't doing – he was just dunk. All he was, like what people were saying, he was just the R, R2 button. He was just turbo jump, dunk. That's his whole game. Now you see him like doing turnaround jumpers. He cuts to the rim when necessary. He's shooting open shots, and it's it's easier. He's not working as hard for his shots like he used to. Yeah, he's at eleven and seventeen, which is still insane. Where it used to be, if if he was only getting eleven points, anything under twenty eight points, damn near during the playoffs, they were probably going to lose.
0: You know what? Well, I think too. Also, like a lot of these guys who played last year didn't play well either, and he kind of got that under their belt. So you have guys who have been there now. You you know even guys like Pat Connaughton and fuck it, like Chris Middleton and all them do They have an extra year under their belt of playoff experience, so that helps. And then with Drew Holiday, who's you know hasn't he's played in the playoffs? Like you know, I'm, it's not a guy who's played a million games, but he has enough playoff experience. And he's a consummate player for this team. Like it's just like a, it just works for the Bucks a lot. Like they kind of have a really nice all around attack. And you can't do the Ford You can't do the you know the the Great Wall of China on Dallas anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't do it because now you know now Chris Middleton. Like we knew Middleton could shoot, but Chris Middleton's been more consistent. You know, like I said, White Dante's been playing really well. You still got, you know, even Lopez. When he camps out for threes, he could still, you know, he could still hit a three. But he's been driving a lot more in this series than last series. And mm-hmm. if you if you realize that too, and been posting up more. Um Obviously, Drew's a threat on the three, but he could drive. Like they kind of have not just waited for for Giannis to camp and everybody just shoot threes all day. Like everybody's driving and getting everybody involved, and that's just it's showing, bro. Like like I said, this team is. This is a you know I kind of was like I don't know I can't trust this team because Mike Budenholzer coaches them but you know with what he's done during the season and going into this if he can make adjustments in games when they're down then maybe this team this team can make the finals but they have, they played better they played better this year than they have last year and the, I think you know people will think maybe the record different but the record that record was still good but that these games were being used to uh, figure out and play with, you know, playing wild with adjustments and different rotations I like to see what works for them. And you see it in this series, bro. They're fucking smoking this team, bro. Like, they're up 21 with eight minutes left. This is going to game three, and this may be a gentleman's sweep four or five. I think I picked the Bucks in six, but I kind of hope the Bucks win in four, honestly.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, it's done. This is what it's based on with me. Cause I want to, I want to talk about the heat a little bit more too before we get to the other playoffs games. Yeah. Uh, if we're done, if we're done here, so with Victor, it's kind of premature for me to say this. Maybe, man, you, you you got. I don't know how many years he has left on his contract, and you want to buy him out, or if they could do the exempt. I forgot what it is, the injury exempt, whatever rule they have. Right. Because I, I, I think it's it for him. And, you know, I don't want to say that. I hate to say that about a player because these are professionals and this is their livelihood. But it's like the past two years since the ACL tier, he hasn't been right. In a few games he's played, he's tried to get a the rhythm. Then they picked him up in the trade. And I thought, I was like, okay, when they got Victor, I was like, all right, bet they might go deep into the playoffs again. But obviously now, with him being hurt, Dennis' doctor said I think the prognosis was something like he got to get another type of surgery. Mm-hmm. That's another year or so, or a couple months. It, it might be a minor surgery. I could look it up and see uh, when you start talking, just to make sure I got the details right. Yeah. But they got to get they got to get younger too. I mean, you know, we I don't want to talk about it now because the off season isn't here, but it's damn near. They say on inside the NBA one, two, three, Cancun. They definitely think it, and they already in South Beach, so they can basically be like, All right, bet we're going down the street, but it's getting to that point. Uh, so I'll save it for next week, uh, especially if they get swept. Now, with the Bucks, this is definitely Giannis's best team he's probably ever had. This is definitely. To the best of my knowledge, the best team he's had by far. Uh, They got floor spacing. They got defense. They got shooters. It's working out well. Uh, Mike Budenhauser is making adjustments. So him about being on the high seat, I think that might be done because it was a report. I think we talked about a while ago where it was a rumor that came up that said he might be on the high seat. I think that's probably done. And more than likely, they also had uh, Brad Stevens. I think Brad Stevens should be back on that list. If he isn't, I know the Celtics organization. Basically, Danny Ainge is the Celtics organization. Uh, he said he, Terry. Not, I'm sorry, I was about to say Terry Styles. I'm tripping. And I said Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens isn't on the high seat, hot seat. But we're gonna talk about that once they get swept because they definitely done. After last night when they got killed by 30 points, I said, okay, this series is over as well. So we'll say that for next week because, like I said, I, I got a whole rant about Brad Stevens. As a whole, and I'm pretty sure Donnie does as well. Uh, other than that, yeah, that's all I really have to say about this series thus far. Just because it looks like it's a wrap, being the Bucks in the Heat.
0: Uh, I said, man, I wanted, yo, know, they could have traded Florida, Georgia line, and gotten a good player, but they didn't want <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> And then the trade that you do make is your Victor Oladipo, and respectfully, I don't have a problem with Victor Oladipo, but he gets hurt too much, and this motherfucker got Vince McMahon quads, bro. Like, we can't bro, do that, come I, on, uh, bro. Uh, <laughs> why why we can't, can't do we that. do that? Why can't we do no, that? Uh, you know what? You know what? Actually, you know what? Because Victor Oladipo is a very respectful black man. I'm gonna take it back. He got Triple H quads, but okay. Um.
1: You can't do that,
0: all right, bro. Like I hate to tell you. <laughs> I hate um, to you right. joke, but it's
1: like, come on, bro
0: I'm gonna take, alright. I'm gonna take. Uh, damn, bro, you making me take. it. Hey, it's do. crazy. You thought th- you thought it'd be me taking the joke back from you, but now nah, I'm gonna take it back, man. Shout out to Vic Depot. I'm sorry. No, no, no,
1: don't take it back. It's alright, No, 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 It's cool, it's cool, it's cool, nah, nah. You
0: know, what? Vic, Vic Depot actually went to high school. Some of my, like, I don't even went to high school with my cousins, but they went to the same high school. So, shout out to them at the high Where's school, Vic Oladipo. He's from DC. He's from he's from
1: that DMV. Okay, I was about to say, is he from New York? But I was like, I thought he's from nah, the nah, DMV. No, nah, no, nah. no, he's from he's uh, he's from DC. I think I'm double check that, but
0: he he went to the high school. Wait, no.
1: Hey, listen, but if he does quit yeah, playing he was, basketball, he from
0: Sil- Let's see. Actually, I got you on that. My fault, bro. I do not want to cut you. I mean, no, it's all good. Yeah, he he was born in Silver Spring and Silver Spring, Maryland, and raised at up in Marlboro. So.
1: Yeah, yeah take, take back them jokes. Gym, yeah. You just said Maryland. Yeah, take back them jokes. Yeah, I'm going to take back the joke. I'm going to say Vic, Vic,
0: Vic. All respectfully. Yeah. I, had cousins from Maryland. Bro. I had cousins who went to DeMatha. I'm sorry.
1: He from Maryland. Bro. Yeah, go ahead. Take that bro, back, you gotta champion. Get,
0: you got to – bro, you got to listen, man. You got to get the Griffey exp- operation. You got to do something, dog.
1: I, do I mean, the, the blessing that will come from this, if he does quit basketball, we get more R&B music because his first album yeah, is fire. Yeah, he Vic Vic is not bad, bro. Vic is not bad. I, I will give I
0: will give him I will give him the that respect. I will give him that respect. So
1: Yeah, you deserve an unfollow for that.
0: <laughs> I deserve unfollow for what? <laughs> of you just
1: said. I, I know the catalog. I'm sorry. It's only two hours, but I know the catalog. I'm a fan. I wouldn't even talk to Vic about like Basketball shit. I'd be like, "Hey man, so when you made that song with Eric belliger, how was that?"
0: Yeah, you gotta, you gotta backmask my Victor Depot quad I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, go, I'm, I take, it, I, I, respectfully
0: take that back. Praise pray up for Victor Oladipo. Praise down out to, to the whole Miami Heat organization.
1: <laughs> Fuck y'all. Wait, why do you hate the Heat organization? Because they, because
0: they took my shit. And you know, I'm, I am over Pat Riley leaving them. The Knicks should have kept them 25 years ago. But it's okay. That was a long time ago. They were just talking, man, shit. I'm like, bro, your team. Listen, man. Listen. It's it's two people,
1: bro.
0: I called the Miami Heat the 99 Knicks, and I'll be nice.
1: I wouldn't even do that, bro. Y'all have. Wait. It was Chris Charles on that team. Chris Allen Houston. It was Chris Allen
0: Houston, Charlie Ward, Charlie Wall, LJ, Bad Back LJ. Uh, Patrick Green was on that team. But then, remember, he got in the second round against Milwaukee. Oh, was it Milwaukee or Atlanta? I forgot.
1: He got hurt. Uh, it run. was Mil- it was Milwaukee. He because he was, was old as shit. He was thirty two. Yeah, he was. Th- yeah.
0: He was thirty six.
1: Nah, he was thirty six. Bro, they, with bad knees. His knees gave up on him. But shout out
0: Pat, uh, LJ Spree, Houston, Marcus Canby. That's what Marcus Canby. You know, we traded for Marcus Canby from Toronto, but um, yeah, he's yeah, supposed to be
1: the predecessor. He yeah, we gave up the predecessor. We
0: got y'all looking the fuck out of it. No, i playing. We treat us y'all, Oakley. Um, all we- right, yeah. You, you better <laughs> have problems. with
1: A- <laughs> Oakley. I can't nah, say, bro. Biko
0: LeDepo, I got love for you, man. I'm sorry, I, I was going crazy.
1: But, but anyway, you're not gonna apologize. No, to to you gonna have your apology.
0: Oak, if you stop the, if you stop doing this whole, the netterine is better than the next thing. I'll take it back. But for now, you're wilding. Even though James All Dolan right. did do you bad, even though James Dolan did do Charles Oakley bad, he's he is wilding with that shit he said about about Patrick Ewing. He just thinks it He just like a like a spiteful like a spiteful girl.
1: Like bro, Oakley looks for like in, <laughs> he looks for mutual combat. That's the thing.
0: And man, uh, he need to go talk to Kwame Brown about that shit. Anyways, uh, but yeah, so the he you know it, it's just really a lot of a lot of over over. Uh, overcompensation of the Miami Heat getting to the finals. They were not that good a team, I'm sorry. And I kept trying to be nice to say it, and they turned us a nah, but you would hate it. I'm like, "No, look at the numbers, bro. They cannot shoot. They were just good. They were playing good in the gym and they had the team spirit and heat culture. And look where I got them." So, anyways, let's move on to
1: the other series.
0: Uh, what you want what you want what you want to talk? What series you want to talk about? I'll let you what you pick.
1: Oh, the one that's about to come on right now, because for the most part, the series have been pretty good. Like, it's actually been, and it's mainly because of fans, even though it's been some goddamn pricks, it's actually been great having fans here. Like, it's crazy. I had to think about it when I see the, Kn- the Knicks games, and I say, oh, it's fans there. <laughs> like, that's something we haven't seen in a while, and it's fun. Like, the fans make everything better, for, for better or for worse sometimes, but let's talk about the better. But I want to talk about this series because you already know, I always got Lakers slander. Uh, The Lakers versus the Sun series, which is about to come on. So let me talk about Uh, this real quick.
0: Go ahead. Now, you got it. You got it because I want to say seven and Six still, but I'm not sure.
1: No, that's what I was about to say, bro. So this is where I'm going with this. All right. They always say lead with love. So I'm going to lead with love in this instance. When the Lakers turn it on, like I said, when they turn it on because it's not always on, they are hard to beat because you got a superstar there. And I'm not even talking about LeBron, who is still a superstar, but he's an aging superstar. Like this year has really shown, yeah. Oh, and as I'm watching the game, Pat Rowley's doing that head shake. So, yeah, the roster changes are upon us for the Heat. Yes. <laughs> you already know when he looked like the godfather, he just sitting down looking at shit, yeah. Some changes
0: are yeah, definitely man. coming for this team. He he about to when when they when he go back to the locker room, they about to have uh uh Chinese the for dummies in the locker Chinese not nah, Chinese for dummies in the in the locker rooms.
1: Oh yeah, no, he definitely about to flip Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. He about to send them to the Pacers for some You know,
0: nah, he about to send them to fucking
1: he about to send them to goddamn Guangdong. He might, and but he gotta get some money back or something because he you know he stay flipping players he'll be like you, you know. go here, you go here. So he, he's a master at that and nobody really says no. Matt Tyler
0: Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson gonna go to uh go to go to Hong Kong like rush hour.
1: Hey, listen. <laughs> what was the isn't a the plot they, they of rush be hour that they, get, they was
0: getting they was getting money from Hong Kong or There was money laundering in Hong Kong. That's what Pat Riley gonna do. He's going to send out to Hong Kong for some for some J.P. Morgan bricks.
1: Uh, I wasn't here for this conversation because uh, <laughs> you already know how that went last year with the Rockets in the NBA. Uh, man, do I
0: do I? Am, is my Kofi on too, is my Kofi showing too much?
1: Yeah, because I was about to say that's uh, how that. camera...
0: let me let me take my new era Kufi off. I'm sorry, bro.
1: What's the uh the Rockets owner? Uh, Tillman Fertitta. All right, who's that? The, the GM. His oh, name. it was
0: Darrell. It was darryl Morey. Yeah, that the Daryl Morey who's now the Sixers GM, who got no repercussions for what he did.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Daryl yeah. started the COVID. He yeah, started the, the pandemic.
0: Bruh, do, do you understand that the NBA lost a billion dollars and had to do all them crazy mid-season tournaments to have an all-star game? Do you know why? Because fucking darryl Maury. If darryl Maury, if darryl Morey did not say what he said about China. The NBA probably would have been able to do a bowl this year, too,
1: again. Bro, if he didn't say what he said about China, we probably wouldn't have no COVID, bro. He started COVID. It was Daryl Morey. Bro, Daryl Morey starring COVID is crazy. I'm telling you, it all connects, bro, because he went from saying that, then COVID yeah. happened. He tried to blame now, it on you China. See,
0: you see, you told me to take my kufi off, and now I got to put it back on.
1: Hold like- I, I on. He did that, COVID happened, and then it was like the NBA lost money. It's Daryl Mori's fault. We ain't heard from Daryl Morey since.
0: But you gotta play a jungle brothers B
1: in the back during this segment. <laughs> I'm about to say brand new being Brand new <laughs> <laughs>
0: What We gonna play uh, Punk Punk jump up gets to get beat down. Now you can't play nah. with, uh, you can't play that one because what's his name says something offensive? You gotta play don't let it go to your head.
1: Oh Lord Jamar, Lord Jamar. Oh, he got the yeah, backstory yeah.
0: about that song? Uh I think I remember hearing about it, but I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not giving that man no press. Anyways. Yeah, because you already to, know. Shout to Grand Poop and Sadix.
1: Oh shit. LeBron got the Beijing in his hair. Alright, they definitely about to win by a 20 tonight.
0: Bro. Who in the Milwaukee bustle like a tennis ball right now?
1: I don't know. I'm on TNC, so give me a second. Oh, okay. Uh he looked like one of them, them Wii characters, you know, when you uh, start up the Wii system, the little me, yeah, yeah, yeah the like, little like,
0: the Amiibos.
1: or that's uh, this
0: motherfucker like look like
1: Dennis Rodman in NBA Jam, bro. I'm about to say Jaden Smith uh, grew a foot taller. That's hilarious. Then you got creative player Danny Green out there with this faux hawk. Who the who they play
0: for? Nihao. Yeah. That's my it's new definitely. thing, bro. Anytime, <laughs> is that Zach Wilson on the bus playing for the Bucs right now?
1: Gee, if Jeff Teague is out there, that means yeah, it's time to call it a game. <laughs> the game is over. <laughs> Jeff Teague out there getting garbage minutes. Motherfucker, bro. I told you, Kendrick none out there. Yeah, it's definitely time to call it.
0: It's Kurt. It's Kurt. Bro, Tyler, Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero
1: doing cardio. Where the fuck they get these creative players from? These mob player players.
0: Milwaukee Bucks got that
1: VC. Oh, they getting
0: smoked. Yeah, five
1: hundred thousand VC. They got, BC,
0: bro. they got they ain't beat by thirty. All right, we, we this is gonna be a Miami Heat slander podcast. The bro, I'm really this, I'm
1: really looking at these players, like bro, who are they? Like got, bro, this is, you know, what,
0: this is you know what this is the slander Guinea. This is we I'm driving a slander Guinea euros right now.
1: Oh, yeah, no, Tyler Hero's out of here, bro. They got him playing garbage minutes. He a starter. I told you, bro. And he bringing the ball up the court. Oh, come on, bro.
0: How you, how you say hello to Gallagher,
1: that's where he's going. Oh, you saying he about to play for the Filipino basketball team?
0: <laughs> yes, sir. He want to be playing with Andre Blatch?
1: Hey, if him <laughs> and with <Dudley laughs> German, Andre <laughs> <Audrey> Blatch. <laughs> I ain't heard, him, I ain't heard that name in a minute, bro. That's the second,
0: that's the second random shout out in this podcast.
1: Didn't he play for the Nets and the uh, the Wizards? Yes, yeah, he I was calling him on yeah, TK.
0: somebody, and this, he played for somebody else, didn't he? Oh, my bugging, mm, I just remember he was fat on All the right, Nets. Well. Tyler got a brush up on his Tagalog and go play basketball with Andre Blatch and Ronaldo Bachman.
1: So, hey, bro, and I just <laughs> hey, he probably got – he a father of 20 over there, bro. They probably treat him like a god. Word. Bro,
0: who is this guy on the Milwaukee
1: Bucks with – who
0: is this man?
1: With the 66 on, he got a football – he got an offensive line nah, jersey. Number,
0: number 25, bro. This
1: motherfucker look like
0: Roddy Rich and Michael J. White put together with a, with a blonde whatever.
1: He definitely tried to dunk. That did not work out. He walking around like one of those uh, imported kicks. Kids at college, what they call foreign exchange kids, hey, bro. Calling this man a foreign exchange shit is crazy. <laughs> hey, essentially, that's what Giannis is, bro. If you want to keep it above, uh, I mean, you know, mm, yeah. uh, hey man, and Luca. oh, let's talk about that up. series.
0: Let's talk, yeah, you know what? Let's talk about Dallas Clippers because Lakers' sons, I think it's too early to call. Chris Paul getting hurt, you know. Before, if you want to get more in depth, you know, what, let's, go, let's go to the Clippers, bro. The Clippers basically did what the Miami he did. They tanked for Luca. They said, "Oh, we got him. We gonna get him. We gonna get him." And Luca got no fear in his heart. All
1: right. So while my brother says that, let me say fuck all that, uh, respectfully, because I want to talk about goofy ass Paul George. Don't trust a dude with fucking brunch braids and a white woman with two kids. All right, do not trust nobody like that to win you anything. He every single year, even before he was on the Clippers, when he was fucking Roy Hibber wife, respectfully, disrespectfully on his part, uh, he went to the Clippers. They had billboards. That's when I was living in L.A. They had billboards all around the city. We up next. All right, cool. I ain't a Laker fan. I despise the Lakers. But I'm not going for that bullshit, Clippers, because y'all played at the L.A. Sports Arena. You know what else used to be at the L.A. Sports Arena? Shouts out to Fig and King. Uh, the fucking Circus used to be at the L.A. Sports Arena. And the Clippers back in the day used to be up there. Then they used to have little events and shit like that. Y'all was not at the Staples Center getting no eats. It took y'all a while to get there. Listen. right? This motherfucker, bro, every single year, I'm playoff P. I'm about to activate it. I'm getting in my bag. Bruh, the first, 20, the first 21 games of this season, it always happens. He'll be balling. He playing on both ends of the court. He getting you 24 to 25 points. Kawhi was hurt most of this year. That stopped. Soon as he gets to the playoffs, he starts playing just like that. Just hey. like I got to I love my wife-ass nigga. He gets straight. When it gets to the playoffs, this is what it's going to be. You know what hey, I mean? Boy. Every single time. bro, he got to go. Motherf- what he said – the motherfucker got to go. I think cool. that was a yeah, that was Pineapple Express. Go. He got to go. The got to go. Listen, Every man. single year, bro. The fucking earthquake happened because playoff P sign or polio P sign to the Clippers. I remember that vividly. That shit. It was be. An I remember. In LA.
0: That, I remember that night.
1: Oh, that was a historic night, bro. I could tell you my story about that whole night because I remember like it happened yesterday. Living in LA. Hold
0: on, for for you start that I'm I'm a crack open this IPA.
1: So, roll tide. Go ahead. Listen. So I remember when <laughs> that happened. I feel like it was June 28, 29, somewhere around there. Anyway, I was watching the the Knicks versus the Pelicans, and that's when Zion yammed it on somebody. And as soon as he yammed it on somebody, because he thing knows, brother Earth shit or the West Side shit. So from California to Nevada, everybody felt that earthquake, and the shit was crazy. And everybody was talking about it. Literally two hours, three hours later, Paul George and Kawhi to the Clippers. And everybody said, what the fuck? Not even about the Kawhi part, but Paul George was like, how did this deal work out? And from there, everybody started pod, and the shit was great. I remember vividly being on the phone with my mom's, about to go to sleep. And the news broke. I then had to take a two-hour phone call to talk to somebody like I was Chris Broussard. I had to talk to my guy about this trade. But that night was classic. Since then, it's been nothing but billboards, vibes, and little motherfucking cornrows. And brunch cornrows from this dude. Since that happened. And a lot more simping. He getting married. You know, fuck it. He getting married to the girl now. That's cute and all. But we ain't forget what happened in Indiana. I don't think he understands that we know what happens. But, you know, he's from Lancaster. So Lancaster dudes tend to do shit like that. Where is he cool. from? Fucking uh, – oh, he's from Palmdale. I'm sorry. He's from Palmdale. Worse. Yeah, that's even worse. You know what's in Palmdale? Desert. You know what Na- else is in Palmdale? The
0: Palm? NASA. What? The NASA building. That's all I knew.
1: I don't know. what. I didn't even know that shit. I know it's close to Indio where Coachella happened, but it's Palmdale. So – you don't go out there. So I was like, all right, that makes sense. Of course he's gonna be a simp because it's fine Bill. Ain't shit out there. You're fucking brain rotting from the goddamn heat. But listen, you can't let you can't stay on my team. If I'm Jerry West, you can't stay on my team. You got cooked by Luca again. Luca and no defense. They don't even play fucking defense. They second, third option, no disrespect, is Tim Hardaway Jr. and Kristoff his legs is goddamn beef jerky and they getting cooked like I, bro i know luca is basically larry bird 2.0 you can't get cooked by one player bro hey man and patrick Bailey, once again what russ said about patrick Bailey, he tricked y'all he just do a bunch of nothing hey. that's what's going on now did you see the play when luca
0: uh hit him with the, when he bodied him and what he said to him because he is did little. you see that he said, "You too fucking small." I said, "Oh my god." He, Luca is here, bro. He told his man. He told he a told- man from West Side to Chicago. He yelled it. You know them ESPN mics, bro. They be drowning out crowd noise and and, and noise from the game, bro. And my man Luca Doncic yelled at Pat Beverly. He didn't say it to him. He yelled to him. He said, "You too fucking small." Bro. And stared him down and walked away.
1: That's because Luca, as you know, is European shape, and European shape motherfuckers, bro. They all be like somebody's baby moms.
0: The thing, bro, that's wild. The thing is, too, is people tend to forget about Luca. Is bro, Luca's been playing professional basketball since he was sixteen, bro. He's twenty-two, and mind you, this isn't like. Uh, and I don't I, I want to, like, shit on, I'm not trying to shit on European leagues, but, like, he played in Spain. Like, now, you know, in the 90s, it was always, like, Italy and Spain were, like, the neck-and-neck best basketball leagues in Europe. It was kind of a little bit of everything. But now, where we're at in 2020, you know, especially in the last decade, it, kind of since the turn of the century, honestly, like, Spain is the second-best league in the world. Mm-hmm. Before, before, you know, compared to, like, the NBA is the best league in the world, and that's fine, and, you know, we know that, but like the the spanish league is like if you take the nba out NBA, the spanish league is considered the second best league in the world at the moment he played in the euro league he won an mvp at 19. like he's played battle tested he's been battle tested out there and he's even said he said you know the thing with the the thing with the european the spanish league and the euro league is that they're a lot more physical mm-hmm. they get away with more physical contact you know, so he's been battle testing against guys who are even older than him or even younger, who, you know, who have have tested him, and he's learned he can he's played well against those in those those leagues. He's won in those leagues, so he comes into the NBA. He realized, oh shit, they they not that physical, or oh, you can't touch people like that. Bet, and he's been mm-hmm. balling out. So even if you try to even if they try to do the whole roughing you up, and you know, in the in the confines of the NBA officiating. He, it's still nothing to him because he's played. He's played in the in the league that's as grueling and as tough and as competitive as the ACB, which is the Spanish in Spain, and the EuroLeague, which is the league that uh, hosts all the best European basketball teams. So people tend to forget that a lot about Luca.
1: Yeah, he even said he said the American league is like way easier.
0: <laughs> it's way. I mean, it's easier in regards to. You know what it is? It's easier in regards to the, uh, the contact and what you know how the rest can officiate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but damn, you're right, bro. LeBron do got the Beijing then.
1: Oh yeah, now he about to go for thirty. You know, it is up to baby legs, AD, and what he gonna do. But he he balled up last game. He yeah, AD AD did play really well. But that's the problem. He's inconsistent. I don't know if it's because he's still hurt or. He just, you know, what I mean, he playing light skin. I don't know what it is, but that's besides the point. It's just he he can't. I think the problem is when you are the second greatest player of all time, being LeBron. People tend to like all right, even though you still great. People tend to forget that you are thirty six years old. You know what? That's you what know I'm what i saying before. Like he could still do what he used to do, but you could tell he start. Like this season really yeah. showed minus the ankle injury, he's starting to slow down because the moves ain't they—they they crispy, but they ain't the same. If you know what I mean, right, They—they're right. they, a little bit slower now. They take a little bit a minute to get to the rim, and it's fine because he's thirty-six years old and he averaging twenty-five points, which is insane. Like thirty-six, bro. Like it's insane to say that in December on December thirtieth he'll be thirty-seven years old. That's insane to say. Like, I remember just like it was yesterday watching him and Carmelo in Oak Hill versus uh, St. Vincent, right? St. Mary, nice- yep, I
0: remember that, too. Yeah. The National Showcase in Trenton, New Jersey.
1: Yeah, in 02. It's it's insane to say that was 19 years ago. It don't even it feel like that. So it it's was fine. Good, if LeBron by now would have been averaging 19 points, we would have been, like, cool. So it's like you got to – A.D. got to understand, like, bro, you just signed this deal. You're supposed to be the future of the franchise for a reason. You can't just rely on this man, especially now, because it's still early in the rounds for him to put the team on the back. You got to step up.
0: Definitely. And the thing is that that ankle injury, like sprain ankles, sprain ankles, but especially the high ankle sprains are extremely, a lot more difficult to play, you know, a lot more difficult to play with when you're mm. when you're partially hurt, and even when you're healthy, it takes a while to get back because that the high ankle sprain is the bridge between you know kind of your Achilles and your actual ankle. And you know, people thought you know yeah, LeBron's going to be back earlier than the you No, he's not. And this is you know, and this is no disrespect to LeBron James, but a high ankle sprain is a high ankle sprain. It's a very difficult injury to come back, and usually, most in most in most cases. People take an extra week or two with the high ankle sprains because of how, you know, how much of a how much of a a cautious, you know, how cautious you have to be with that type of injury. Brett Grant, he came back within the six week time frame because of, you know, the dire straits that the Lakers were in and they needed him and A D to, you know, come back and get them in the playoffs at some point. So it's gonna be interesting. I mean, he is starting to show his age, but like you said, you know, granted, the guy averaging twenty five points at thirty six is, is fucking incredible regardless. So you know his teammate you know everybody AD Caruso Drummond everybody really needs to you know step it up and get it together but the suns aren't the, the suns aren't are in a slouch DeAndre Ayan has played really well I will say that I'm impressed with the way he's played he's not scared either you know he kind of he he was playing you know he was physical you know they tried to you know get physical and muddy up the game the lakers cuz the suns could run but Aiden was there to muddy, you know. Aiden was there to stay to stay with it. They were trying to muddy up the game, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. But we'll see what's up. But uh, I
1: still, I'm gonna still stay that. with my pick and I fall with it. But I still got the Suns. I think I said six. I'm, I'm gonna go with seven. I said something I think to six. six. I think I said seven. Either way, I'm going with the Suns. I, I, I'll die with, you know, yeah, ship, so to speak.
0: If I, if I, if I, yeah, I'm saying if I, if the Lakers win, the Lakers win, but um I, I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Suns, but um let's see. Memphis, Utah. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not surprised Memphis won the first game being that Donovan Mitchell was hurt because Utah goes where Donovan goes. Mm-hmm. um And we saw that with the second game too. It's pretty brief. You know, Jaws has been playing really well, but I think what, if Jha gets a three pointer, if Jha gets a three point, Shot a a consistent one, he's going to be a problem. And he already is. That's the thing. He's already a problem now. But if he learns to get a consistent three-point shot where you have to guard it, Mm -hmm. he's going to be a threat. I like this Memphis team a lot, actually. They kind of have the grand grind culture of the older, you know, the Zach Randolph, Marcus Gasol, you know, even Powell, you know, even Powell Gasol teams. But it's with a faster team, if that makes sense. They play a lot lot faster than the old teams, but they still have the grit and grind culture in regards to their resiliency and how they literally play until the the game is over. They don't quit. So I love that about this team a lot. Dylan Brooks is a problem. I call them Bizarre Dan Green because they look the same.
1: (laughs) Bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me they
0: don't look the same, bro.
1: What's up with – hey, man, it's a lot of Beckys with the good hair coming out of nowhere now. They all got this this Elder Barch escrow, bro.
0: That's all. <laughs> Elder <Barge> is crazy.
1: <laughs> like they he all got, got this creepy dude, bro. Nah,
0: he do. He he got the he got the he got the hawk. But definitely, definitely. He is bizarre Danny Green. Uh that's hilarious. But yeah. Uh they' playing well. Nuggets Blazers. Uh I kinda missed last game.
1: Hey, if you want to have a real conversation about the series, I'm gonna let you go, bro, And I'm gonna talk about it because.
0: I'll let you talk about it because I'm, I'm gonna keep it brief. Denver fans, y'all, disrespectful for Bowie Melo and the Nuggets. The Nuggets are a really good team. I mean, that's really all I can really say about it. And Lil Damian Lillard is gonna to have to do a lot to keep them, to keep them in the series. Like scoring 30 at the half and still losing by 20. Um, that says a lot.
1: But. Continue. I really don't give a fuck about this series because of Trailblazers. Like, I, I think I said it before. I said it last week. I really don't like watching the Trailblazers play basketball, bro. It's so fucking boring to me because it's, it's literally like you just said. It's like, all right, they ain't going off. They ain't shooting from half court. What is everybody else doing? Like, literally, what is everybody else doing? Just w- watching the other player just go off the dribble and shoot, being dang uh trying to get their own shots it's, it's boring as fuck to watch the trailblazers i felt like that for the past two or three years about the offense uh and the nuggets i like them they, they probably the tallest team in the nba everybody is damn near six foot five it's just i don't i don't care about the series it's mostly because it's trailblazers that's how i feel about yeah. like the memphis and jazz series i might Surprisingly, I might actually watch game three tomorrow. And I, at first, I was like, Man, I ain't watching the series, it's the Jazz and the Grizzlies. I think now that they're not in Utah in the game three and they're in Memphis, I think I'm gonna actually watch the series tomorrow. I'm gonna start yeah. watching the series from Why not? I think,
0: I think Memphis, yeah, I know we were we made them jokes how uh, this this series is gonna be on C SPAN. I said this is gonna be on TV, I said this series is gonna be on uh, CW. Um, I said this is going to be on sci-fi followed by uh,
1: Species. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. I ain't heard that goddamn name in a minute, bro. I mean, I, I said a lot of things about this series, but
0: this series has turned out to be pretty – Um, I mean, there's not really much in-depth analysis, I would say, about this series, but it's turned out to be overall pretty – last game was – yeah, last game was a kind of a eh, – but – The first game was really good, and I, you know, I could, you know, the way the Grizzlies played in Game One, I kind of could see them stealing another game. I think, I think, I think they could steal a game at home against Utah, but I still have Utah winning this series.
1: Um, Hey, also, let me say this, man. Go ahead, dog. Let me do my LA accent uh, because it comes out when I say certain words. Hey, John Moran, that little nigga got heart. He got got heart. He got got heart. Like, listen. I knew he had it in him, but damn, bro. Like, this kid is That's really hard, stepping man. up. Yeah. No, I, I knew it, but you know what I mean? I think his pops trained him, right? His yeah. pops? Yeah. So, okay. That makes sense. And his pops is talking about. I forgot where they're from. They're from St. Louis or some shit like What's that. Like, I just no, remember. Like okay. He's that he's makes more sense.
0: Yeah, he's from Carolina. Who he
1: played on? I know he played on the AAU team with uh, Julius. Yeah, is
0: Yeah. He and Zion kind of he and Zion kind of ran in the in similar, in similar circuits when they were young yeah because he so. played with
1: Julius on the on his whatever AAU team main AAU team I hate AAU. I hate AAU ball as a whole so yeah but for the, for that simple fact because you see it's just like you know these schools or whoever just putting teams to get hell you don't even need to be a school man you could put an AAU team together and we get the money if we get an endorsement deal from Nike or somebody uh, just to get on who's mixtape and it's just all these hey, great players on idea. one team. Don't give me that idea. No, I wouldn't do it cuz I hate the idea of just having all great players no. on one team and you going through kids that's not as great and the yeah. kids are getting beat by 50 points cuz that discourages them from wanting to work on their game and it's just not well, fair and it's just a showcase for you to try to get some side money from the great players.
0: Is that plus the coaching from these AU teams so but I just wanted to, bro. I got a tweet. I got a tweet. I just found, and I was trying not to laugh. While you was talking about the Blazers and Nuggets, is we going back to Heat to but he but the Heat for two seconds. Shout mm-hmm. out to Rob. Shout out to my dog Robbie Seabrook, aka Robbie Rav on Twitter. And I'm a I'm a tweet this. I just quoted this on on our podcast. He said, "The Heat are, de- are the Heat are down three and oh so fast that Jimmy couldn't even brew that bullshit coffee."
1: That's funny. Cause I'm trying. My mindset here is how my comedic mindset works. I'm like, he drinks coffee at two a.m. Bro, that, that's a that, that's that's weirdo behavior. No, it is like I, uh, this. I don't think he sleeps, bro. Hey man, so to, you yeah, you could tell him this game, bro. He's Sleeping in these games.
0: By the way, check the shit I just sent you, too. Um, all right, so let's go to – we talked about clip. We kind of got into everything. Brooklyn Boston. I mean, uh, there's not really much to talk about, bro. Shout out to Jason Tatum, but
1: Brooklyn's too much. All right, let me say this real quick if you don't mind. Just real quick. Uh, yeah, go you I, got, you I got think I told news? you months ago. I know I said it recently. God damn. Okay, Andrew – Andrew – Andrew – Wit, Andrew, Andrew. – I'm fucking up names as usual. This is why random Max be saying I can't read. It's like, dude, I just fuck up people's names. I'm horrible with names. But Andre Drummond is out here playing like shit, bro. He out here playing like uh, with Anthony Johnson, Grandmama. Oh, AD hurt right on time. Oh, he elbowed AD. Jay Crowder hit him in the eye a little bit, but you know. AD going to act, so he's probably out for the game. All right. So, like I was saying, what was we talking about? I don't even remember.
0: <laughs> um, you, you, I don't remember what we were just talking about. Brian. I just see AD get hurt. I'm like, damn, here we go again. What's that? What's CJ for great sandwiches? Oh, shit. Here we go again.
1: That's what just happened. Look, and I, as soon as I tweeted, B.Dot said something about him being like vanilla wafers everybody as soon as he got hurt everybody said right on time right on time uh yeah i don't even remember what we was talking about oh, okay i was talking about andrew Drummond and him just i'm trying to figure out who he's playing either way he getting in the post and he dunking on people so he put out that Justin Bieber song yesterday i guess that's encouragement from his white women so now he's like i gotta show up and play you do hey man but what else? What series we was talking about? We were talking about uh, Gee, I don't even remember. I don't know what the fuck series we were talking about. All right, fuck it. Let's. Just oh, you talking about Brooklyn you Boston?
0: Saw- we are talking about Brooklyn Boston? We about to talk about. Oh, Boston. okay. I was
1: about to slander Utah anymore. Uh, hopefully they could watch it on if they got cable out there or Wi-Fi. Uh, oh, Brooklyn yeah, no, Boston
0: Apple Podcast app.
1: You can watch it on there.
0: Nah, I mean I listen to our podcast, so we
1: can which so We can hear a slander them. <sighs> Hey, while we on air, shout-out my man Antonio, bro. Like, him and Marcel, they actually know about basketball. But as soon as I start slandering AD to my boy Antonio, who is from L.A. too, it's the funny shit. So when I start slandering – like, I love I love Laker fans, but I hate them at the same time because they're so fucking biased. They worse than Knicks fans. I'm sorry. But as soon as you say something to Laker fans, they want to get hot. They jump out. They see ASAP. So I said a joke about AD. And this is my guy, so I understand where you're coming from. But as soon as I say something to him, because I like like torturing him and trolling him, he's like, bro, the game just happened. He can't get hit in the face. I'm like, hey, as soon as you touch this man, he explode, bro. Hey, Amen. Oh, yeah, so uh, I said it months ago. I got to say it again. If Danny was here, he will say Danny Ainge. I kind of agree because low-key, they have had the same roster for the past four years and I didn't even pay attention to the He said, I'm like, damn, bro. Mine is IET. Marcus Smart is still here. And I mean, it's the old school thing. You you stay with the team and I kind of agree with that. But you got Jalen Brown still there. You got Jason Tatum. Uh, I think he's been called by Scott. Shouts out Scott. I think Scott called him a lotto Mamba or something like that. But he got the feet work like, like being Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. I feel like somebody else is there, bro. That's been there for a while. Ain't Ernest Kenner there still, or are he with the Trailblazers? Don't Ernest Kenner's in fucking Portland, bro. <laughs> Who he play for? <laughs> but for the most part, they got the same roster, bro. They play the same style. Like I've been saying, they don't. Re- I've been saying all season, they don't respect Brad Stevens. They they don't like him.
0: Well, the organization see.
1: can say he ain't on the hot seat. They got to get rid of him, bro. They play they they half-court game, or not even a half-court. They all-around fast break. They don't have a fast break game. It's like, bro, they don't run the ball up the court. It's like they'll bring the ball up and play half-court. Like, bro, this ain't the 80s, bro. And it's like. Let me get my shot off. And then it's Marcus Marks mainly being the person that says, let me get my shot off. Like, bro, Marcus Marks don't score unless he's doing something goofy. Like, it's got to be a fadeaway, fucking 17 feet out, or it's got to be some type of, like, weird layup. Like, he's, he's the weirdest scorer I've ever seen in my life. Like, to get his buckets. He ain't even a To get his buckets is always weird. But Brad Stevens got to go. Other than that, uh... Y'all enjoy Cancun or wherever y'all gonna go because it, it, it it's done.
0: Hey man, this team, this team is just not like uh like one uh I know he's a corn kind of a cornball now, but one of uh, Robert uh Ramique Mill- Williams once said, excuse me, uh scare money don't make no money, and that's what Danny Ainge is doing right now. He's
1: cheap. What he, you he, mean, that What? He, I said Danny Ainge is cheap when it comes to the roster. Either that or nobody want to go to Boston, bro. I slender Boston as well. What the Boy. fuck is in Boston? New edition out there in the world.
0: Oh, God damn, bro. Shout out to Bobby Brown. He did get his own street in Boston.
1: I was listening yeah. to Bobby earlier,
0: bro. Hey, man. Don't be cool, bro.
1: <laughs> bro on our own.
0: Huh?
1: On our own. For the Ghostbusters hey, soundtrack.
0: Oh no, I was thinking it would be cool that whole
1: album, but yes, yeah, on their own. Yeah, no, no, no. You know that story behind that real quick? What? About the uh, On Our Own, how that came about?
0: I'm pretty sure I heard, but yeah, you can remind me about it.
1: Apparently Bill Murray's like get Bobby Brown a song on here. It was I don't think it was Dan Aykroyd. I I definitely think it was Bill Murray. Bill Murray basically got him plugged into that soundtrack and the rest is history because... Boy, I know Bobby Brown was off the good, yeah, yo, when he made that Amen. song. You could feel that. Them already be knowing, bro. Shit, we all know, man. that's what I got to talk about with somebody. I don't know what podcast I'm gonna talk about Bobby Brown on, Amen. but yeah, he shouldn't have had. He shouldn't have been a superstar for many years after that prerogative album. I don't, I don't know what happened with that. Amen. judge. bro. Bro, but it'd be a lot of, cold, like, mostly uh, superstars of headaches. It,
0: it's a lot, bro. It's a lot of things, but, you know, we'll we'll talk about that one day. It'll probably be off air, but we'll we'll discuss it.
1: Bro, Jay Crowder about to hit Anthony Davis, and he going to collapse. bro. Because that's all Jay Crowder is good for, is hitting you in a three, and that's all he do. Like, bro, he pissed me off so much in the finals. Like, bro, I hate Jay Crowder again. All it is is, like, let me get a three. Let me hit somebody. Let me get it a three. Yeah, that's he
0: just move around threes. a hundred times. Yep, he just shoots these and smacks people. That's it, okay. bro.
1: I swear, am I tripping? Like all he do is shoot threes. I mean, that's what he's there for, though, really. But they be having, I guess, he uh space out four or whatever they call it, he spread four whatever the fuck they call it. Basically. They got they changed the name so many times, but he basically he plays the four and he just like, all right, let me get a three. It's like, bro. I, I I hate his game, especially during the finals, bro. He low key shot that team out, even though they was tired at that point, because fucking every Laker player was putting somebody on clamps. Oh no,
0: nah, Utah was wilding, bro. We we can I put the Utah slander back on? Of course it's it's Utah. All right. why not? So according to ESPN, this is from Tim McMahon. a statement were so the statements were, and I'm bringing them up. According to John Moran's dad, T. Moran, of Jazz fans hold him. Uh, so basically, somebody said something to to John Moran's mom. Mm-hmm. So T. Who was, T. Moran was about to pull up on him, and then the security de-escalated the situation and got them out of there. But T. Moran says that. Somebody said, I'll put a nickel in your back and watch you dance, boy.
1: Yeah, sounds about right. It's fucking so, Utah. Uh,
0: so and then somebody, somebody told like his his mom like shut the fuck up, bitch. And like that's when like they were about to confront him, but he was saying though know, like they were actually jazz fans who were like, who were cool like you know the, you know you trash talking you know trash talking is part of the game like that shit like D Rose said you know in the in his presser like after game one he was like yo you know that comes with it you know there's shit talking and there's things like that but you don't be throwing shit and saying disrespectful stuff to the fans like. And they were saying that, you know, T. Morant, like, John Morant's positive actually said, like, there were other Jazz fans. Well, you know, it was good spirit of shit talking, you know, all in the spirit of competition. And they actually got secured. The, the, fan, the fans actually were the reason why, why they got ejected. Like, the dudes who were saying this is shit like that. Actually, the, I guess there's good people in Utah. hmm I guess there's good people in Utah because they were like, nah, like, that's not what you're going to do. And they, they hit – they told they got security to go over there and get them kicked out. This news came out like about two hours ago. This article, so
1: this yeah, is that, brand new. this is that new sounds blood, about bro. right. It's like it always fucking happens. I mean, Rustness, yeah, he said it. He wanted to run the fade. It's just like, bro, like it's one thing. All right, you can say whatever. This is this is how I work as a person. You can say whatever the fuck you want to say to me, bro. Because right. the thing yeah. is, you don't really want to fight. Like I wanna, if you if it comes to real disrespect, and for the most part I ain't really trying to fight nobody, unless you really 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 wild But when you start talking to moms, wives, yeah. God forbid, kids, like them two, that, that's already like you know press yeah. ratio, death. But if you yeah. talk about yeah, my you kids trying yeah. like, to, yeah, yeah, like, oh you. no, you, no, ain't no yeah. ass beat. <laughs> you do something well, to my yeah, kids, amongst just- other things, but. Yeah, like you know, what I mean, when you got that type of money, I can find you. I can find yeah. where
0: you live. But yeah, he did say his dad, his dad, the same himself. Though he said that he was, he was actually, you know, pleased that the fans actually got security to get the fans out. Though, like he was, yeah, it but- says here he was pleased with the response to the incidents by arena security and the Jazz organization. And he said he was able to clear his money back to talk to the great fans seated around them. He said we were bantering back and forth with a group of fans around us all game and um it was all good. And then at, at the end of the game, according to him, his dad, he said, uh you know, one of the fans said, you know, we hope you're back on Wednesday. I guess that's when they put when they come back to Utah. But I mean, these fans are out of line, bro. Like, you know and we're gonna get to the next Hawks game because, you know, I don't know. Did you actually see the the video where Derrick Rose saw the video on the jumbotron? Or like he made like a weird face to it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I gotta send you that. See, there's a there's a video where they showed the video like on the jumbotron, and Derrick Rose like like grimaced at it. Like bro, like you gotta be kidding me. And he said it multiple times, even on the uh, even on you know the post game press. Like you know, I've been in, you know I've been in some shit where you know I I've seen people throw beers at moms of players and. In Chicago and such and such. Oh, yeah, same, yeah. Like, I seen that video. That I'm sorry yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then there's another one where they showed the trade, the fans spitting on Trey Young, and like Derrick Rose was like pissed off about it. Yeah.
1: Because so, big yeah. folks already know what's up. That's why he looked at like, what? Yeah, so
0: I guess we'll transition to last but not least into the next Hawk series. Um, so, off the record, Banks actually wrote in our pre production notes, and I'm going to say it because we do have pre production notes. We try to be very efficient with our podcast here, which we are. But he said, This is about to be a weekly thing when Nelson rants about the Knicks. I almost had a 10 minute rack cursing these motherfuckers out. I was ready. I literally told Bates, You're going to have to give me 20 minutes of podcast if we lose this game. Am I wrong? You can call me if I'm wrong.
1: No, but you need to have one about Julius Randle, but go ahead. Uh,
0: we All right. I, I'll get into that. But you know, And we'll get into the awards in a bit, too. But going into the Knicks Hawks game, um, I said this is probably going to be the most hotly contested series. of the playoffs, not because it's, you know, I'm a Knicks fan, but their records are similar. Um, I said also I pulled in the numbers with their stats, how the Suns, the Nuggets, and the Hawks in the last 25 games had the best record going into the playoffs where the Knicks were right behind them, were one game behind. With the the Hawks, the Suns and Nuggets being 18-7, and the Knicks were 17-7, so... Also, with these two teams, like I said, especially once Nate McMillan took over, um, the Hawks, we know, are talented offensively. We know that. you know, We know how talented these guys are. But they got better defensively. Whereas It was the other way around with the Knicks, where we know the Knicks could play defense. We know what Thibodeau brings with his identity. But the Knicks got better offensively as the season progressed. And we're actually one of the top five three-point shooting teams in the league because of how much better they got as the season you know as the season rolled along. So in this second game, I was getting pissed off because I'm like, bro, you got to fucking stop playing Trey Young shoot, bro. And then Bogdanovich is, you know, Bogdanovich was the second hottest shooter in the second half of the year, right behind Stephen Curry when Stephen Curry was going nuclear. Um, So there was that. And Bogdanovich is starting to shoot. The Hawks are rolling and the Knicks just cannot find anything. Julius Randle looked, I told you, Julius Randle's was acting like Hulk in Affinity War. Uh, RJ Barrett couldn't hit anything. And again, the second unit had to carry them. Especially one Derrick Rose. Which, he had a monster game. But, the thing is, with the Knicks, they finally figured the fuck out. And I kept saying this. And I I don't think we talked about this off-air, but I'll say it on-air. You have to make Trae Young give up the ball. You cannot have the ball in his hands all the time and have him giving up floaters like that. And they played him perfectly in the second half. Especially in the third quarter. Where, I don't know if you you were watching, I think you were watching the game because we were talking, but they forced him left and they blitzed him on the pick and roll. So anytime the pick and roll happened, that Spain pick and roll that they've been running all the game, they threw somebody at him to force him left. And then he had to give up the ball. And then you make Clint Capella try to beat you. You make Bogdanovich try to beat you. You make John Collins, who got two fouls early on. And literally with John Collins, if you get him out of the game, if you give him an early foul, he's basically out of the game. That's just how his mindset is, but you know, you get him out of the game, you have to make anybody else beat you. So while Trey Young did get 30 points, he had to work for it in the second, especially in the second half. Because the Knicks played them perfectly. You have to put some on pick and rolls. You have to on offense. On when they're on de- when you're on offense, you have to make Trey Young work on defense. He's not the best defender, but you have to make him work. You have to make these guys play. The, as much of an effort these guys like to give on offense, you have to make them work on defense to tie them out. And that's what happened in the third in the second half of this game. You know, especially with that run, you know, the Knicks run where they where they caught the lead and were, and basically never looked back after D Rose had that voter. Um but overall, shout out to Obi Toppin, too. I'm really happy for him. In a weird way Julius Randles play like shit, but it's worked out for Obi because he gets to show how good he can be. And he has been very good. So yeah, that's all I gotta say.
1: All right. So Atlanta fans are good when they're not in the arena. They they show a lot of support when they're outside of the arena. Uh them going back being the the Knicks going back to Atlanta doesn't worry me. I know Trey basically said you gotta come to the eight. Uh I don't know how I've seen I seen Hawks games, defense. It'd it be too laid back. It's like being in the Laker game, man. It's too laid back. It's too. It's, right. it's much like a show, motherfuckers. Bang. They be more Nick
0: fans. They be more Nick fans. Sorry to cut you off, but they be they'll be more Nick fans in Atlanta games than Atlanta fans.
1: Yeah, uh, that's because most of y'all be in Atlanta now. So, right. right. That that's why, but. It, it's too laid back, man. Motherfucker, Quavo will be on sideline with ice and shit, two chains and all them. Everybody look too pretty, bro. I don't want to be at a game and everybody look too pretty. That's why the Laker games I've been to, I'm like, man, that shit boring. I all trying to be cool all the time, man. So I, I think I said with Nixon Seven, Nixon Seven. I'm still sticking with that pick. This has been an entertaining series. This just been, you know, Reggie Bullock versus. Trey Young in a three-point contest, basically, and Julius Randle trying to find his his uh, footstand, so to speak, because he's working interior or he's shooting turnaround jumpers most of the time, which is his offense. But in the half court, you're not going to be able to do that, even though Cam – not Cam Reddish, but uh, I forgot to do his name. Whatever the power forward is, that's only averaging like two points right now on the Hawks. He's not, like, really guarding him. So he shouldn't have to work that hard to get his shot, even though he's doing a bunch of turnaround jumpers. He just get down low. I can't say do a hook shot because it's not the 1980s, but Julius Randle could definitely get easier shots instead of just doing a turnaround jumper 16 feet out. Not well, even 16 feet out, just like 12, 14 feet out. Like, get closer to the rim.
0: Well, granted, what to follow along what you're saying is that this bench has really carried the Knicks these last two games and the starters have not played well. Um, RJ Barrett, I know he doesn't start well in first half, and in the second half of games, he usually turns around and plays really well. He has not done that. Yeah. Julius Randle, the thing the Hawks are playing the Knicks really well because the thing with Randle is that as soon as he gets by anybody, whether you know we know Gallinari can't fucking guard a brick wall, and there's a couple guys who can't guard. We know can guard Julius Randle. We know John Collins is on suicide watch when he wants to guard Julius Randle too. But what they do is, and I'm sorry for so people. But when he does that, um, what happens is is that when Julius Randle gets to like the free throw line, they throw somebody at him, so he can't shoot a jumper. And when they throw somebody at him at the free throw line, like he, whether it's Clint Capella or um, who's the new who's the kid they they grabbed, they drafted, uh, is it Anyue? I think his name is the new the the, the rookie who's now yeah. been in the rotation. They throw somebody at Julius Randle, or they'll have like even Bogdanovich and fucking Gallinari's gone, and Bogdanovich will come. So when he can pull up for when he pulls up for that usual mid range, he can't do it. Right. Then he has to pass the ball, tries to do spin moves, or tries to force the shots. Now they have to exploit that because like what like what uh, like Cloud says, you know when was it when the, when the cat is gone, the mice will play. <laughs> yes, yeah. he, he, he says that like every game now because Capella's out. But when Capella's out, they have to take advantage of that. Because Onyewu isn't a bad defender, but, you know, he's, you know, I Capella's going to give more of an issue than, than uh, Onyewu Onye will. So they kind of have to exploit when they don't have, you know, their best five, four or five on, on it, especially when Gallo's guarding. But I think OB playing well helps that. So if Randall doesn't play well, if they keep giving OB looks, he's played really well, so that'll help too. So they kind of really have to take it game by game and kind of just exploit that, you know. I know they're going to throw that second man when Julius Randle's trying to go for a mid-range, but he has to get, you know, engage Like he did in the second half, get rebounds, make plays, you know, run. You know, he he, he has to impact the game in other ways instead of, you know, giving uh, double-doubles. So I think they'll be fine. I still have the Knicks in seven, but... It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be an easy series, bro. This is. This is like I said. This is gonna be. The, this is gonna be the, the the best series of the first round, I think.
1: So, it's definitely been the most entertaining. I'll say that. Not saying that the Laker and Phoenix, uh, series hasn't been good or any other series, but for the most part, this is definitely entertaining. Just because it's, when the Knicks are in the playoffs, it's always to talk. Uh, and then yeah, they go no. on against the Hawks, which is you know that's poetry <laughs> emotion, motion, so to speak. Yeah. Just because that's you good. got Donnie said it best. You got uh, Tribe called Quest versus Outcast right here.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Or uh, nah, you forgot about the most entertaining series of this first round: the Bucks of Heat. No, I'm playing. Um,
1: or <laughs> <right.
0: We're> Utah <laughs> versus the
1: Grizzlies. You know, because that's much entertainment they're gonna get in Utah probably all year.
0: Yeah. That's – I mean, I told you, man, Mormons and mountains. Mormons and mountains. So – And cold. And what? (laughs) And cold. What
1: the fuck? How you get a black eye?
0: And cold. That's hilarious. All right, man. So let's go into the awards predictions for the NBA. Um, I think two of them have already been declared. Uh, Jordan Clarkson won six men of the Year for Utah. Uh, with the other finalists being Joe Ingles, which is weird, because like that does, doesn't that make Joe Ingles the seventh man. Uh, and Derek Rose, um, Derek Rose did get a first place vote. I don't know from who, but shout out to whoever did that. But Jordan Clarkson won. He was the runaway. He honestly was the runaway favorite. Um, yeah. I mean, he was playing. He was playing really well. I know I didn't make the fantasy uh, players in my fantasy team, but he held me down for a while. So. He played really well all around, and he is, you know, obviously with Donovan Mitchell playing well. He was, you know, Donovan Mitchell was really the key to that team, but Jordan Clarkson also played a very important part. So it was his to lose since literally like the second month of the year. So that wasn't really a thing. Uh, then Julius Randle wins Most Improved Player. I think he won that award because the Knicks were the, the Knicks were the fourth seed. Yes. Had they been like a six to eight, I think it would have went. I forgot who were the finalists were, and I'm. I apologize, but I think had the, had the Knicks been like a 6th, 7th, or 8th season not made the playoffs, he would have been a candidate, but I hope that he would have won. But considering where the Knicks ended up in the regular season and considering their turnaround into where they are now, that did really help, but um, his season was interesting. I mean, 2010-5, and five, and considering at the rate of, you know, his three-point percentage went up 14%. Um, I think the only other person who has a twenty ten and five season with a three point percentage that high was Larry Bird, actually, which is fucking insane. Like, here you never—I never thought in my life I'd hear Julius Randle and Larry Bird in the same sentence. But you know, he had a hell of a year. I mean, and I'm not—you know—I say this not as a Knicks fan, but just in regards to the numbers and how much of a part he, how important he is to that team. I mean, he is the Knicks' most valuable player, and it makes sense, you know, considering the turnaround. Um, who do you have for rookie year? I think it's Lamelo Ball, but I'm not sure. Oh, come on, you already know what I'm gonna say. I like Anthony
1: Edwards. I like him as a person too. The kid is hilarious. The kid could play second half of the season. He really started playing well, finding his own. But you know, it's triple Bs and nothing, baby. Big baller brand. We here forever. Hey,
0: never lost.
1: Never lost.
0: I think yeah, I, I think it's Lamelo Ball's uh, rookie rookie of the year what to lose. Anthony Davis, like I said, I mean, Anthony, Davis, excuse me, Anthony Edwards, like I said, last, uh, last week on our last week's episode, he could not shoot a, a golf ball in a, in a lake. If you gave him the chance to. So he shot like, but he came, you know, he did come around and, you know, play a little bit more. Cause I know d was hurt for a while and, you know, they had some injuries. So that was able to get him more burn and he was able to, you know, show what he could be in the future. And, you know, if, Things go right with the Timberwolves, which, I mean, they usually don't, but I like the way Anthony Edwards played a lot, especially in the last six weeks of the year, but a LaMelo ball is going to win that award. I mean, I think you would agree. I think anybody would agree, honestly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Uh, What else is there? Defensive player of the year. Who is your vote?
1: I should have had everybody up on. 'Cause I know uh-huh. it's Draymond Green, Rudy Gobert. Gobert and,
0: and Ben oh, Simmons. Oh, you got the list?
1: Those are three those are the three finalists. I'm going with Ben Simmons, man.
0: Uh, yeah, I
1: would agree. You can't give Gobert the goddamn award every year.
0: Even though even though Gobert did win the you know, they're seed and the Ben Simmons has kind of gotten his name in there because of the uh the little campaign that they've done for him, but uh, I, I'm gonna say Ben Simmons. I, I would agree with that. And then I think I guess last but not least, we'll go with MVP. Who you got? It's basically Jokic or Embiid.
1: That's yeah. i want to go Steph, but I mean I had Chris Paul for my MVP, but obviously that didn't work out well.
0: Yeah, he. But... I don't think he. I don't think he made the last three. So. Which is insane. Like, brother, they the second seed in the West. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm shocked about. But
1: but he'll be all NBA first team. All right. Uh, if I can give it to Joe Embiid, man, why not? I mean, Jokic is, what, 28, 12, and eight assists, which is insane for a center and I think, one block. But Joe Embiid, they have the second-best record in the East. He's playing. I think he's putting up twenty seven right now, twelve something around there, in one block. Yep. Uh, I can't. You can't. I feel like it's going to Joker, but Joe Embiid for me.
0: Yeah, and you can't. And you can't do the. Because uh, I know people. Because here's the thing with the MVP. There's always a narrative with it, and I don't like mm-hmm. it. They try to switch the narrative every year, so. Mm-hmm. If one person shouldn't, you know, it's it's always we'll give it to this person who shouldn't have won it, but, you know, we fucked up this year, so we'll give it to them this year. Then there's the voter fatigue years. Then there's the he didn't play enough games. Then it's the, oh, but look at the – it's the record. It's always a bunch of different shit. It's always something every year with why you don't want to give it to certain guys. Now, granted, me, regardless, like, I kind of feel like if Jokic or Embiid win, I kind of don't have a preference because I think they both deserve it. Like if if, if either one wins, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw it. I'm not gonna get mad I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. But I thought Embiid will win it, but I, I promise you, they're gonna use that he didn't play enough games against them, and they're gonna give it to Nikola Jokic. Right, I think they're gonna do that. That's what that's what people in this league love to do. That's what these media. That's what these, these fucking NBA media guys love to do. It's always one. It's always one. Uh, if it's not one narrative, it's another narrative. So, I think it's going to go to. I think it's going to go to Jokic. But if you cannot honestly, I really, it's really to me, it's a coin flip. Either one of them are very deserving.
1: So, yeah, it's but. Like you said, it's always a narrative. It's like it's based on record, it's an individual accolade. So that's where I get confused about it as well. Because if that's the case, then it should go to Steph Curry, who's putting up MVP numbers at the highest caliber again. It should go to him instead. But if you're going on based on record, you give it to Joe MB. The 76ers are first in the, in the East. I'm sorry, second in the East. And then for the no, most part, the first. Okay, so then, yeah, Brooklyn, there you go.
0: Brooklyn, is second. Brooklyn was second and Milwaukee's third, so.
1: Okay, yeah, that's what I was like, wait, aren't they first to 76ers? And they've been first since the beginning of the season, if I'm not mistaken, and, been, and he's been playing consistently the same. Because they at first they said they was going to have him on the offensive player of the year discussion as well, but obviously they went with three other players, and one of them is his teammate. So that lets you know something, if your teammate is – nominated for defensive player of the year. I think it's Mike Budenhauser, uh Monty Williams, and it's Doc Rivers. What do you think Doc Rivers Potential what? For Coach of the Year? No, for Coach of the Year, the three finalists. is Monty Williams, I feel like it's uh Mike Budenhauser and somebody else.
0: And Doc, uh, Doc Rivers, I don't think Tib, I don't think Thibodeau's in the in uh, the final three either.
1: Oh yeah, he is. I'm um, tripping. He got to be. Yeah, actually, let me check. Yeah, because the discussion I was having with myself, I was like, "Damn, that's that one is tough as well." Because I feel like it can go to it should go to Monty Williams because they second in the West. But then you see what Timms did for the for the Knicks.
0: The final, I got the finals here. It's Quinn Sider, Tom Thibodeau, Monty Williams.
1: Yeah, so the last two
0: names, that's what I'm saying. that's a a hard – that's a hard – that's a tough one. Now, if I'm going to be biased, I'm going to say Tom Thibodeau. But it's going to be – and you could say Quinn Snyder too. But I wouldn't be surprised considering – I think Monty Williams is going to get it. But all three are deserving though. I will say that.
1: It should go to Monty Williams. Just You know, we don't need to get into his personal stuff, but just on the, the stuff yeah. he's been through in the past couple of years and then him coming back. And then, once again, they sec- the Suns are second in the West. That, I go based on the West records because it's hard to win in the West because it's more star power in the West, and it's tougher. So I go based on that. They second in the Pacific. They first in the Pacific Division. They second in the West. You got to give it to him just based on that because we didn't, we knew the Suns were going to be good. I thought the Suns would probably be like the seventh seed, eighth seed, somewhere around there. They're the second seed in the West. Right. So you give it to him just based on that and being first in the Pacific Division when the championship Lakers are right there. The champion Lakers are right there. So I, I would give it to him, even though Coach Tibbs has the Knicks at fourth and it's the Knicks and I thought once again they would make the playoffs but not like this or they'd be a good team and and they made the fourth seed so that one is tough and like I said going back to the MVP award I will probably give it to Joe and over Joker but they they switch the narrative up like you always say
0: yeah so I mean if I got rid of the narratives honestly I don't I'm not gonna bat an eye if either of them win I think it's really both of theirs to lose honestly but, um, and I was gonna say one thing really quick, God, got before we got off this topic, but I am completely blanking out, and it's totally fine because you know what? Let's get let's get into that. Let's get into let's get into some real music Stephen A. Smith, bro. He acted like a goofy. Yeah. Listen, bro. Thirteen, and I'm, we, I'm gonna keep this brief because that, that really didn't have to be said, bro. But thirteen years doesn't, it doesn't matter. He played thirteen years in the league, and 15, two minutes of a, a two minute video clip isn't gonna do anything. So, but that's just my, that's just my, uh, that's my thoughts on the situation.
1: Well, going towards that, talking about that, I should say. It's like, dude, you proving Kwame Brown, you're, you're proving his point once again. Like, y'all proving his point without him having to say anything again and then when he says something about it, y'all think he crazy, but he just told you what's up the past two weeks about what they do. It's like, bro, why are you going back to this? Like, you said, I swear, last week he said he wasn't going to talk about it and he was like, basically apologizing out apologizing because Stephen A. Smith is a little arrogant. But it's just like now like you going back and doing the same thing about saying he's not that good. It's like, bro, what's the point of this? Out of all the players you keep going towards him. And maybe it's just because Kwame Brown said they'll never stop. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep targeting you every single time. He also talked about Skip Bayless and what he said was hilarious. But it's just yeah. the point that maybe he said he about to start exposing people. I mean he exposed the redacted guy on the breakfast club and, you know, they're not really even saying anything about him getting fired. Nah,
0: he apologized. He's still working.
1: Yeah, he apologized because it's stuff he said and the tweets came back and the lady said something as well, but still, he still has a job. And that's the whole point of what Kwame Brown has been saying. It's like, bro, how are these people keeping these jobs, saying the things that they're saying? And then he'll point out the reasons as to why and it's particularly when you do something to somebody that's black, it's not really no repercussions. Like that lady that Charlamagne did that thing to, she put out a video explaining the whole detail by detail. He still got a job. Now, if it was a different shade of woman, he would have been beyond out of here. But that's the same thing. Y'all making Kwame Brown look like the MVP once again. Y'all making him look like the hero once again. Like He's telling y'all what's up or telling us what's going on. And then people kind of blow past me. He's like, here it is right now. So it's just it, the funny everybody thing is, the, it's like
0: everybody's showing their ass, man.
1: It's just the point with me and Stephen A. Smith. And I've been saying this for the past couple of years about him just looking funny. And like He's been looking funny and like, not just off the Kwame Brown shit. Like when the protests were going on, he was saying something basically along the lines of just go back to work. You know what I mean? It's just with him, he's just a puppet to whoever. You know what I mean? I don't really need to get into that. But dude is doing all this, working overtime, triple overtime at one point, just to look like a goofy, bro. And that's all it is. I don't really have anything else to say about him. It's just like, yeah, y'all just proving Kwame Brown right again. I mean,
0: Kwame Brown was right. That's crazy, bro. He, bro, rich. Kwame Brown, really rich, homie Kwame, bro. He won't. He will never stop going in. He ain't stopping, bro.
1: Cause he telling but, you, man, nobody listening. It's one of the things where people gonna get it. It's like, hear me now, think about it later.
0: Nah, for real. So, um, let's see what else we got on the topic board because we had a bunch of little things to talk about, but. You know what, we'll we'll get into some wrestling real quick. So, uh, I'm just going to say briefly, bruh, in words of Alex the the Black, I'm quoting Alex the Black again, Uh, you will forever live in infamy, Velveteen Dream, or, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he was right. Yeah. Fuck him. Now we got to get Austin
1: Theory next. That's not going to happen. Yeah, man, Jordan devil. No, they'll 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 they stand, because the thing is, and and we won't we don't need to stay on the wrestling topics too long either, just because it's like oh we not yeah yeah because there's nothing really else for me to say about this dude. It's just you know it's crazy what a year has made or what a day can you know how everything could change in the course of a day. Because last year around this time that's when all this news came about, and it was like bro like. Everybody was, I had the shirt. Everybody's rooting for you. You were supposed to be the next one. I'm pretty sure Triple H said this is what. Like, bro, you were supposed to be the next one. Like, we not gonna sit up here at 24 years old, talented, could cut a promo, could work, just super entertaining. Bro, he was gonna be the next one. He was gonna yep. be champion. He was gonna sell the merch, all that, because he had yep. He had yep. it, Excuse but me. he wanted to be Freddie Cougar in real life in kids' dreams. He really wanted to be out here terrorizing kids in their dreams and when they awake on the Internet. I'm, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. I'll just say this about him, but then I'll keep it pushing. He'll have a job. Uh, the things that these indie workers do, bruh, Joey Ryan had jobs. I can keep going on and on and on. Uh, one dude, and I won't say his name, that runs a wrestling school. I won't say his name, but I'll say the city in Orlando. He got a, he don't have a job, but he runs his own school. I'll just say that. Listen, and people still flock to him that are known wrestlers. One of them is a coon with fifty eight teeth, but that's besides the point. Uh yeah, he he'll have a job. He'll he'll be in hell I, I wouldn't be surprised if I see him in New Japan, maybe, because they don't have black workers in New Japan. But he'll be somewhere, whether it be Ring of Honor, I don't know about AEW, but maybe MLW, I don't know. He'll be perfect there, but I don't know if they want to take that up, especially because they got a TV deal. He'll be somewhere. Just know he'll be working.
0: Hey, man. Fuck out of here, Velveteen. That's all I'm going to say, bro. Yeah. Fuck them. But let's get into a little, I guess, catch up on Dark Side of the Ring. So... Um, the last two episodes going into tonight's world, which we are going to talk about next week, cause that's a lot to talk about, but, oh, um, memorial
1: we might have to bring some, we might have to bring back the guys for that one.
0: Oh, we, yeah, we might have to, bro. Cause that's going to be, yeah, the slander Guinea is going to be up and running for that one. But, um, the last two episodes were, I mean, the last, before last week the the one before that that aired on May or it May 13th, that was mm-hmm. the Nick Gage episode, um, mm-hmm. What do you think about that one, honestly? Because me, I heard about Nick Gage, but I never listened. I never listened to him. I said he was a rap artist. I never really watched him. And in regards to the Deathmatch stuff, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I don't really watch that shit. Mm-hmm. I never, you know, I never. it was never really my thing. So I don't really, we, you know.
1: We take showers and we love women. We don't watch their First one. Well, that is true.
0: So, um, yeah. So I don't really watch it, but, you know considering his story like i remember hearing about justice Payne and that whole situation when that happened but i mean it was okay it was interesting you know to see like what the fuck the guy's been through and how down bad he was and you know doing all that shit doing a bank robbery on drugs and somehow coming back and i just kind of feel weird about the whole murder death kill thing and how he's able to fly with that shit um because if a black wrestler was to do that you know <clears throat> new deck, and he got crucified for it you know he got away with it but uh with one john moxley was bugging too when he said visit man would kill for that gauge i'm like fam you're God, fucking man, it's dean ambrose man He
1: trash and he looks was like, man he said like, all right
0: because he wanted to do death matches with fucking kenny omega all that glass in his
1: fucking brain man, talking name me, name me three of your favorite dean ambrose matches huh Name me three of your favorite Dean Ambrose matches.
0: Uh, uh, huh? Is
1: that. Let's move on.
0: I, I beg your pardon?
1: Let's move on. He do not even be on AEW.
0: I mean, yeah. So I don't know what you thought about the Nick Gage episode, but it
1: was, it, it was okay. Uh, I, I, I felt like Mountain Dew. I felt like I was walking through some white trash trailer park in New Jersey. I was called Utah slurs numerous times. I felt threatened for my life. I saw a lot of, I've seen enough jean shorts to last me a lifetime. I felt like it was fucking 05. I felt like I was watching a Papa Rose video. Uh, Other than ECW, because I'm a fanatic of ECW, I don't give a fuck about no extreme wrestling. No. The XPW episode, I'm definitely going to watch because I ain't going to. Actually, I used to watch XPW. That was it. And like a little bit of backyard wrestling. But even as a kid, I was like, bro, what the fuck is this? Unless it was ECW, because they did have some type of wrestling involved. I used to watch ECW. I was I'm a diehard ECW guy. But like yeah. XPW, I'ma watch because I did used to watch that. Uh the Messiah used to go crazy. I used to watch that. But other than that, I ain't really watch all that shit. So uh I'll just say this about him and then you can say your piece i'll just close out about this topic relating to this dark side of rain his people and his shit bro you know that man going through it man let him stay at your crib i don't care see the thing is i hate selfish motherfuckers i hate people that don't look out if i got two pieces of bread motherfucker you get one and a half of it now just eat the other like especially if he working for your promotion like his man that was running the promotion He like he found no sleep on the floor like i would be hot but it's like bro if you know his situation it's fucked up that he did that. I I get on his head like, bro, you should have called me. I would have let you stay, like you and your girl. But just I to kick him out in the cold—that's some fuck shit.
0: Yeah, I kind of felt a, that was like a little weird because I'm like, yeah, that's fucked up. At the end of the day, you are the promoter, and if that's your number one you guy. Got, you gotta at least try to, you know, protect him in some light. Maybe I don't know if the right. owner was down bad. I don't know what happened, but that's what I took from it. And I kind of feel like it makes me wonder, like now that you. Now I let you bring that part up because I do remember that part really well you know now it's it's reminding me of that ep- that part of the episode I may- it makes you wonder like damn what if he didn't kick him out the crib what if he was like yo come stay in the crib and you know I'll look out for you like what he had done that shit he did when he when he took those perks and robbed that bank you know what I'm saying like that makes you, that makes you wonder like damn what if he just let him stay in the crib for a little bit and let him get back on his feet
1: right maybe maybe not but still he had no choice it's the fucking code i'm sleeping on the park bench i gotta go do something right you're like it, right. it's like but you shouldn't have been like bro that's some bullshit. i hate when people do that shit like man oh you can't stay here like bro you got all this room look out i understand you want to live by yourself i like this shit too but man sometimes you gotta look out for people it's called sacrifice motherfucker especially if it's your guy that's the problem with motherfuckers man they don't believe in just sacrificing for others like bro if this your person this your star give them what they need man or give them some bread like man you only need like if you got it give your people some bread if you don't give them some shelter either way he out there in the cold and you want him to perform you know he gonna do something stupid get him some help if he on the drugs
0: yeah yeah he could have at least done that too like at least try to get us some help and he didn't which was a little weird but I mean, it cause then the shit he's been through, like it's cool to see that he's, you know, at least hopefully he finds peace within himself, and that's the best I can say about that episode, honestly. I'm
1: yeah, because like, he he went through a lot of shit too. Lost his mom, his brother, yeah. uh, killed himself. So, so it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, hopefully, he's straight. I know he's still working. Him and uh, John Moxley, aka Dean Ambrose, trash Ass, They just recently did some promotion so i guess dean ambrose about to go work gcw yeah i guess i don't
0: know i watch trash bullshit watch trash mountain dew wrestling anyways more like mdw um so the next episode and we'll kind of wrap this up after this but the next episode was probably my favorite one so far i know it's only been three episodes and you know like we said ultimate warrior we'll talk about uh, Brian Pillman's was good, but this one was for pretty fucking good. Uh, if you guys didn't, don't know, we're talking about the WCW Collision in Korea episode. Um, this is one of, this is, this was one of the very few pay-per-views that were not on the WWE Network before. Now it's on the Peacock on NBC, but it was one of the few pay-per-views that have been talked about that weren't on it that have been questioned about uh the other one being uh, obviously the triple a wcw collaboration pay-per-view when worlds collide which is a very good pay-per-view it was on youtube and if you could find it really please find it because a lot of the wcw especially the, the mexican wrestlers went through wcw amongst the cruiserweights were in that pay-per-view and kind of that was like a scouting report for them that was their test to get in like ray mysterio and my for Ray Mysterio and Conan and you know even Eddie Guerrero when he broke up a bar after that episode, after that pay per view and such but um collision in Korea if y'all didn't know uh, this was in collaboration with New Japan Pro Wrestling especially with Antonio Inoki honestly um, who we know is like basically like the Hulk Hogan of Japan mm-hmm. and they kind of did this as a peace treaty or like a peace a peaceful a peaceful uh, a of peaceful show in Pyongyang North Korea now we know how tense United States and North Korea are but this was actually a pretty good episode I knew about this pay-per-view but it's kind of been I don't want to say glossed over but not much is known about it considering how the tactics of how North Korea in that country are and considering what happened with the United States but this was a pretty good episode um, I would say
1: yeah. Uh, I, I don't have too much to say about it Just because it was like <laughs> It was going through it. I've heard the stories before I'll just say this Because this is the most entertaining part about it uh, I'm going to first say Scott Norris shut the fuck up I don't give a fuck if Hawk or whatever Royal Warrior racist motherfucker it was Because Two Cone is another OG that don't lie all right? He another one of them that don't lie Scott Norris stop that cap stop that cracker shit Talking about Oh Whoever, because he had hepatitis, and he was yeah, on some he was on the. He was on the drugs. Yeah, that. Bullshit. He was gonna beat two cold Scorpio. Ain't no fucking way that motherfucker could have been healthy off the steroids like he once was, or probably a couple times was. You ain't knocking out two cold Scorpio. Stop that cap. That's that white boy shit. Y'all can't fight, bro. So stop now, all that shit.
0: Scott Norton, I will say though, aside from that bullshit, I actually like Scott Norton a lot in this episode. I actually really liked what he was saying. Like, especially with the, you know, his Muhammad Ali stories are pretty cool. The story about Ric Flair kissing the floor when they got back from, you know, spoiler alert, by the way. you don't you know, watch the episode.
1: The, off the, the
0: kissing off.
1: The, go ahead, bro. Scott Norton, the reason why, it's just, I, I don't like him because he just reminds me of the, the chicken shit, redneck motherfuckers that just be tough. Just, just fat, swole, tough motherfuckers that be walking yeah, yeah, around.
0: He, yeah, he, now nah, he kind of, yeah, he is one of those types of like guys. he wear Oakley shades. That. Yeah, he has that vibe to him, but I will say though, like I did, you know, uh, like I said, aside from the hawk bullshit that he's talking to be like, I right, yeah, whatever, motherfucker. But you, yeah, he was bullshit. But like the, you know, the insight about like Ric Flair and the Muhammad Ali stuff, and just you know about his, because in Japan, you know, he actually was pretty popular. Like you're a wrestling guy, so you know. He actually has a, he actually was a pretty popular wrestler in Japan, which I didn't know until I was older. I kind of just knew him from NWO because that's the only thing I remember him from mm-hmm. as a kid. But in Japan, he had a pretty solid following, actually, mm-hmm. which is crazy to, you know, because he was wrestling with Masahiro Tona, who, you know, did some, did a little bit of American work when, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling and WCW kind of had, you know, were in ties and, you know, sending talent back and forth. So there was that, but, um I mean, it was cool to see Sonny Ono. I ain't seen Sonny Ono in 25 fucking years. He fucking <laughs> looks the same, which is crazy, bro. <laughs> Bro, that's crazy. That motherfucker, that that guy motherfucker guy. looked exactly the same, bro. He just got white hair. He looked exactly, bro. I think he, bro. That motherfucker aged like Pharrell, bro. That motherfucker
1: age backwards. I said that's know. Well, it's, it's kind of that thing, yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro, the same. Like when they show footage of Great Muda, I'm like, bro, because you know Great Buddha had a match with Sting. I'm like, bro, I ain't seen Great Muda, yeah. No footage of him. I ain't seen Great Muda face in years. In like years, on anything. bro.
0: Yeah. Because remember I he kinda, was
1: the OG with the Miz before Tajiri. Right.
0: Yeah, he yeah, he had the he you know, he used to wear the face paint and shit, but it was crazy because I kind of forgot about the whole how they kind of were, you know, yes, you had the Great Muda and Sting rivalry, but in the midst of that, like they kind of were at odds with each other. Like Especially, well, well, not really with Great Moodle himself, but with New Japan Pro Wrestling and WCW. I didn't know that they was there was like a little bit of tension between them at that time.
1: Well, th- that's why it's hard for the American promotions to this day to cross work with them. Because right. it's like the same thing with AEW. AEW talked about wanting to work with New Japan. And, and, and they said, let's watch that. Yeah, because they fuck AW, You don't know, want to work with them. So they can give Kenny Omega, they got every title. They got 20 titles in New Japan. You want to give him another fucking title? Yeah. But that's besides the point. It's just because they always want to put these white American workers over. It's different if well, you got like, nobody like Will Ospreay, but if you got a Will Ospreay over there, uh, a Jay White or something like that, that works for the most part. And because they like European White, they OG right. White. So it kind of works out because they have a little, even though they cave dwellers, they got a little bit of manners. Whereas the American ones is kinda like, you know, they're gonna try to put all their workers over. Like, bruh, imagine seeing fucking Cody Rhodes' god-awful self having trying to have a match with fucking Okada.
0: You mean Cody Belafonte?
1: Yeah, and put itself over, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Cuban uh Rhodes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't wanna see that shit. So that that's the reason why. And you know, Eric Bischoff, he he can say it was for peace. Eric Bischoff, I don't have any heat with Eric Bischoff. He just, he, he a worker as far as like with the might skills. Like he, he yeah. definitely going to try to get it over. And that was just to get a bag real quick.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, he knew what he, you know, he knew what he was doing. And, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. Like I did not know like I knew the tensions like from of recent years, but I didn't know that that tension was going back to WCW. Because if you really think about it, like people talk about the great mood and sting rivalry, like a lot like people who this thing rivalry is talked about with rick with his you know with his rivalries with rick flair you know lex Luger, and even when he and lex were taxing partners but um it was just wild like there's a lot of things that let, like there were a lot of things preceding that event that were tense already but for that event to be as tense as it was like with scott Noy making the calls, the same shit about korea and they almost getting his ass beat for hitting a billiards ball hitting the cue ball off the, off the table fucking two core trophies about to kill hawk Yo, listen, bro. Do you know how real, you know how crazy, you know how you know how fucked up you gotta be that a man was allowed to kill you not only in another country, but in another continent, in another country?
1: But see, they start wilding.
0: He that told this man, bro, I'll kill you in Japan, bro. He's like, he said, dog, we'll go to Japan. Like, if you want, we'll finish this in
1: Japan, dog. Yeah, because, man, the OG ain't about that bullshit. He said, bro, wherever you want to get it, he said he got sucked by a hawk. He said he ate that shit, and I I know all these stories based on Tukul Scorpio's shoot interview, which I'll send you. Shit is fucking hilarious. His shoot interview, he had, listen, Tukul
0: so cool Scorpio. Listen, bro, Tukul. Cool. I know we're talking about Tukul cool Scorpio, like his talking, but bro, Tukul cool Scorpio is a legend, bro. And he was ahead of his time, and it's crazy because I think isn't he still wrestling or he's like semi-retired or something like that?
1: No, he's fifty-six years old. If I'm not mistaken, he's still doing. I know he old. So.
0: Which is crazy, bro. But listen, man, Two yeah. Core Scorpio's is kind of a, is an innovator too. So I just want to say, man, shout shout out to Two Core Scorpio.
1: Absolutely, bro. He doing all this shit. Like he, the thing is, people don't realize he. If I'm not mistaken, he six five, like 250, 260, doing all that.
0: He's a big. That's a big motherfucker, bro. Yeah, man. He
1: like, text- he's like he's 2 six five,
0: five, five two something.
1: Yeah, they, nah, that's from, a fact. He, he Texas, bro. They they. Keith Lee, these they 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 dig in a motherfucker but athletic, uh Meg Stallion, who's the next uh women's champion. Yeah,
0: but definitely like two cool Scorpio just like shout to him, man. He yeah, like yeah, bruh. He he would have he would have beat Hall He did. I mean to death.
1: And no, uh, well literally remember he's Said he was uh shafing up the chopsticks. He said he was about to go ahead and poke them But he was like hey, Son, but you know, redacted know how, bro. Wolverine said. Yeah,
0: bruh, bruh, the irony, the irony of that whole story is redacted uh redacted Wolverine or Rabbit redacted saying, Yo, don't don't do nothing, man. Just just be cool with him. The fucking irony of that episode. That, I, I was like, wait, who said that?
1: He, he told them shoot interview. He's like, you know what I mean? Like the redactor Wolverine said, chill out, which is real. It's like, bro, I know you want to sleep this cracker, but at the same time, like, bro, like you can't do that shit in Korea. Like he said, the redactor Wolverine said, bro, you gonna stay in jail over here. And it's true. Like if he would have go ahead and stick that man Bro, he's still being in jail in Korea right now, and that's the last of the two gold Scorpio. Cause ain't no way you could visit him. He got kids. Ain't no way they're gonna be able to visit him, talk to him. We wouldn't be able to know his whereabouts. We just know he'd be in Korea in jail because they don't have no satellite fee. You don't know how North Korea look, other than the stuff you've seen.
0: Right, definitely. And I think it, it was just it just that was just a crazy thing that happened. And I think the whole like you know like I said. The Rick Flair kissing the floor when they got back to Japan was funny. That's a funny that was actually a fucking hilarious story. Cause I can see Rick Flair doing that shit. Uh and also the Eric Bishop are going for a run.
1: Yeah, he said and people as soon as he they was looking at him crazy and then the person that was he was supposed to be washed over just like you know what I mean, like where did he go? Yeah, that's it's I ain't going, it should be in North Korea. So, And the thing is, too, that's how you get to North Korea. You got to fly into Japan, so it don't matter where you're flying out from. If it's in the East Coast, where they probably flew from, which is Atlanta, that's about a 12 to 14-hour flight to Japan. Then, after that, you got to fly. I don't know how long uh, North Korea is to Japan, but just think about that flight. Then you got to get on another flight right after that. That's a fucking lot. Then, if you got heat with somebody okay. on the same plane, so think about this if cold, if too cold, and uh, Hawk are on the same plane, bro, that's a 14 hour flight, and you got to be mad at somebody, like, bro, and then you can't catch no fade on the flight just because it's like, bro, then you're gonna be like,
0: bro, the motherfuckers are you? flying on fucking Con Air, bro.
1: That's hilarious, that's essentially what it was. Yeah.
0: What? That was what it was? Did you did you hear how they got that plane, bro? Them motherfuckers yeah. flying on Con Air, dog. It was like a nineteen forties plane. They couldn't fit on that shit. Like that shit was shaking and shit,
1: bro. It's the nineties. Like they commercial airlines still really haven't evolved. You know what I mean? Like so, think about the nineties,
0: dog. Them motherfuckers is flying on a fucking. On a OG fucking them, sh- <laughs> them shit. them you remember, shit. You remember the dunk contest when John Cotton, that, that fucking bullshit makes you playing that uh, John Collins shut the dunk over? That's what the motherfuckers was flying on.
1: Oh, that's who Name I think of when, before you left for a minute. John Collins ain't playing defense. He ain't doing shit to Julius Randle. Julius Randle should be averaging 30 points right now.
0: I told you, bro. When John Collins gets a foul within in the first quarter, bro, that's it. He gets he be all fucked up. He gets shit.
1: That Anyways. man just put back
0: and dunks and that's it in high top fades. hey man, he turned down ninety million. That wasn't smart. Anyways, but like going back to yeah, bro, going back to the, this, this episode. Yeah, they they flew in that plane. John Collins tried to jump over in uh that dunk contest. That shit was unsafe. Had no safety guidelines. And regardless, even though we kind of knew about some of that stuff, like I was talking to my young my my young homie. Shout out to Chris. And he was saying like, he didn't know about that, ep- he didn't know about that, pay- you know, I was telling him about it. And like, I kind of, re- I remember about it a while ago, like years, like just, when they were showing, talking about pay-per-views that weren't on there. So it was cool to see the stories. And like I said, it was cool to see like, you know, I was kind of into that, that fuck shit, but it was, you know, he did have some cool insight. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm not, I'm gonna be honest, but it was cool to see Sonny Ono. it. was cool to see, you know, obviously week, I heard Big Shot by like 83 Weeks lot, but, you know, to see two cool Scorpio was dope. And I knew he wasn't going. I know he wasn't going to pull no punches. He was going to keep it a, a thousand, and he did. So, like
1: I said, much love to, I want to see you at shoot interviews, bro. I'm,
0: a, I'm, a, I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take them off the show. So, well, much love to two Scorpio. Much love to two Scorpio. And this next episode is going to be fun, man, because we're going to talk about that man, the, uh, the uh, ultimate
1: I'll show up. ultimate Al Shalat.
0: Out Shall I Warrior?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, think it's 12 feet so,
0: I ain't gonna hold you. I have not watched the AE doc. I've been I the thing is I didn't have I realized I didn't have AE until recently. i kind of found my way around to getting it. So I have to catch up on them. I'm almost done with the Shawn Michaels one, which is pretty good, but I'm definitely gonna watch the Ultimate on the Warrior one. Want the Shawn Michaels one? Yes. It was it's okay, it's not too bad.
1: It's but, the same. Uh, so the thing is with these A&E docs, that's why the only ones I've seen is the Burger T one, the Shawn Michaels, the Ultimate Warrior one. I feel like I've seen another one. Uh, it's, it's, it's very Disney. One. But, we sure.
0: uh, but we know about them.
1: But we know about them, so. Yeah, no, it's very uh, Disney-esque. Like, they put well, yeah, they it's, it's, the, face. it's the PG version. <laughs> no, nah, I fell asleep during Shawn Michaels one. Like, I do most of his matches. Wow.
0: You don't fucking Shawn Michaels?
1: No, not at all. Why? His matches are boring But why? His matches aren't entertaining.
0: Is it because of who he was wrestling, or you think it's something Shawn Michaels?
1: It's him. I, I
0: like Shawn Michaels. His,
1: his best matches with Bret Hart, and that's probably because of Bret Hart. Well, Undertaker matches great too. I ain't gonna hold you. Now, and when Shawn, big
0: Michaels, big when Shawn Michaels but, came back to God. He was cool. I like eye. the Triple H. The Triple H match was good. The Unsanctioned SummerSlam. That was yeah. a good
1: one. But it's one of them, it's once again, it's the Triple H thing that I have. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, too, one day.
0: Oh.
1: about <laughs> on Triple H, the reason why I'm not a big fan. I like him as a booker. I think he's one of the greatest bookers ever. Uh, he's definitely uh, the greatest talent scout ever. Uh, I felt the same. Especially so for these he'd be picking. Shouts out to him for that. Uh, but – Idiot for pa- passing up Jay Cargill, but that's another conversation for another day. But other than that,
0: did he really pass uh, on Jay Cargill? Or did he know?
1: I don't know. I think he, he directly uh, passed on. Don't, don't call it now. I
0: don't know. Don't say it
1: too early. No, no, no But someone like, who? Okay, let me, let me phrase all whoever did it, use a dummy. Boy, I don't give a goddamn hell. Alessia Bliss can't wrestle for a word for motherfucking her or even Marie. I don't give a goddamn. If that woman couldn't do a drop toe hold, she couldn't lock up. I would have signed her that day. Shit, she – listen, you ain't even got to get in the ring, girl. Don't even show nothing. Just just be here tomorrow at 9 o'clock. That's it. Shit, They just going to be mad at me. I don't give a damn.
0: Nah. <laughs> hey, dog. I'm just saying, bro, this Ultimate Warrior one – uh, I, I, I'm going to watch the A&E one because I kind of heard it was it talked about some things but it glossed over and I figured the A&E documentaries were going to be like the PG-13 version and the dark side of the I'm but oh well this is the real shit that happened mm-hmm. so I'm going to watch both by I mean oh no the Knicks play tomorrow so I don't know if I'm watch that awesome. but definitely by, by, the, by the end of this weekend I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch both I'll probably watch the, the dark side episode tomorrow while I'm at work, and then I'll probably watch the whole doc after and, you know, compare and contrast, but we do know that um his, well, his late wife, before he passed away, uh she said that she wasn't involved with the Dark Side one because it was full of, what was she, was did she say, smut and filter some shit?
1: She said he, some was out he was but, out here with the women, but, and he was out here with the boys. If we want to keep it a
0: book. He was in the, Ultimate in the Ranger
1: Oh, man, people been alluding to that for years. Jim Cornette just said it, too, but people what, been alluding to that for what years.
0: That? What's that? What's that, Tittag? Oh, 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 he was a oh, homeboy's
1: abusive. Domestic violence. Yeah. No, he, he was out here abusing Bussy.
0: Oh, Banks, point. Banks, Banks, you need to relax. You need to relax. <laughs> What's up with you, dog? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: no. but, yeah, but yeah, that. But yeah, I don't know if I should edit that out or not. But I probably just love um, it
0: Um uh, I mean, I, I guess. But anyways, he was, he was busting up, but never mind. Um. So yeah, did, it's gonna be interesting to watch. I know, you know, we talked about it on um, pre-production before we before we came live before we got on uh um, started recording. Like, you know, the Jim Ross podcast about the bottom, which I actually which I heard about. Shout out to Van Red. Uh, check out episode 15, one of our our funniest episodes. Shout out to the Black Dragon boys, but um, yeah, definitely. I have to listen to that episode about Ultimate Warrior, because I know Jim Russell's not holding no punches. And, you know...
1: Listen
0: to that. I I, I gotta go back into it, because I kind of know... I know about, you know, his shortcomings, and we know what happened with him, and, you know, there's shoot interviews upon sh- slander docu- DVDs upon stories upon millions of things about how much of a uh, uh, not so much of a good person that this man was but we're definitely going to talk about the episode next week of Dark Side of the Ring I'm going to give you my findings on the Amy documentary even though like I said they're probably going to gloss over some shit which I figured um, and of course was involved with in that one which makes all the sense in the world I will listen to the Jim Ross podcast about Ultimate Warrior, and I will tell you what I think. I'll probably tell you about this off the record, but we are going to talk about it on the record, on on Volume 22, I promise y'all. I will tell you what I think, but I can't wait for Dark Side of the Ring, bro. I literally literally tweeted, like, I literally looked for, for the Jim Ross episode like 10 minutes in to us recording, and somebody had already said that Jim Ross said some shit about Ultimate Warrior while on this episode. Like, and it was five minutes into it being premiered. So I know they got, not, they, got, they got the pack lined up for that boy.
1: Because the thing is, on on his podcast that I sent you, he was going in. I feel like this dark side of the rain, He like, fuck it. I'm really about to just say what I want to say. Yeah, but
0: that's the thing. Everybody, for the most part, said he was a piece of shit. I'm, shit I remember the shit that he said about Owen Hart, what Jim Ross said about Owen Hart with Ultimate Warrior. He said the only the only person who liked the Ultimate Warrior was Owen Hart, and that's because Owen Hart was nice to fucking any and everybody.
1: Yep, that's exactly what he said on the podcast as well.
0: He said that's the only person that actually liked the Ultimate Warrior, and that's just because Owen Hart was that good of a person, Mm -hmm. had that good of a heart. By the way, rest in peace to Owen Hart, much love and respect, and rest in peace to New Jack too. But hey, you know, respectfully, and you know when we say respectfully, it's you know. Ain't no respect in it Praise down to Al Shala. and it's a warrior. But like I said, man, we go, i I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell—we gonna talk about that dark side of the ring episode next week, and we'll give you some more wrestling talk. Talk a little bit more about the playoffs, and we are gonna bring some more topics up. We always have fun topics to bring up. We kind of just because the playoffs have been in the thick of things. That's been really what we're talking about since the playoffs. Actually, I've been really good, save for a couple games. These playoffs so far have been very good. I'm not gonna lie, especially the first the first weekend, Saturday and Sunday it was really fun to watch, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, but, bank, you got anything else to say?
1: Uh, no, that, that, that's it for me. Uh, as always, you know, I'll get the plug in right now. Follow us at uh, Who Is Original. You see at the bottom uh, yes, at Bankstar Rest to, to uh, yes, show your work. On YouTube, Spotify, Apple, most DSPs that show your work, network. Uh, that's it on my end. Really?
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, like so, said, follow us, man. Um, next episode, we'll you know we'll like I said, we'll dive into the playoffs a little more, see what's going on. Any other news that pops up, we'll definitely talk about. that. And we're gonna keep doing our weekly uh, segments on Dark Side of the Ring, and if we see anything with the A and E Docs, because uh, it's gonna be interesting to compare contrast certain people's A and D docs to certain people's that episode but I ain't gonna lie bro we might we might be talking about Ultimate Warrior for an hour for the wrong reasons. Especially yeah, I know, if, especially if we have guests bro Because you know what bro if we we keep talking we could talk about it for an hour but if we get people along like we go we gonna uh, put the put them uh gasoline to the fire.
1: Oh yeah no absolutely
0: but hey man thank y'all for tuning in. Like I said like Bang said, show your work network on all DSPs. We are on Apple. We are on Spotify. We're finally on Apple. It took us forever, but we we there. Mm-hmm. We're going to be on YouTube. Uh, Apple and Spotify come out first. YouTube episode comes out a couple of days later. And listen, man, thank y'all for the support. We are episode 21. I didn't think we we're going to do 21 episodes. I didn't think I was going to do one episode of a podcast. We 21. are 21. But we here. We, we and, like, like the Nixa, like Nixa Like the Knicks, man. We here. So thank y'all for tuning in. We out. Holla at y'all.
1: Peace.